guys and girls, and welcome to episode 166 of the F Reality Podcast, your regular gathering of minds to discuss the week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about some awesome updates to the Oculus Quest and Quest 2. The HB Reverb G2 also got an update, making it even clearer and better, which is going to be awesome. The Medal of Honor might be coming to Oculus Quest in the future, which is going to be awesome. We have some new affordable haptic vests coming from B Haptics. And to round up the show, Zim has got some new releases to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the week this week. And also let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up to the plate, some say that this guy is the Macaulay Culkin of VR. He's blonde and he loves being home alone. It's our Frisian friend. It's the one and only Nathy. How you doing? Yeah, you, you really think I look like him? Or you more do like the face. Mal- Malfoy? Do, do the face. The, oh, the home alone face. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is, that is, a, that is a spitting well, image. I, I actually don't know if there's a compliment. It was like young uh, McCulkin or old McCulkin, you know? Young McCulkin, prime in his day, you know? Prime, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would totally be down to make a Christmas movie and be home alone. And, and then and you Zim- guys being the the ones that break into my house. I was going to say Zim and Rowdy can be the hobos. <laughs> For sure. I was thinking more. We turn it into like phasmophobia and we scare the shit oh, out of them. Nice. Yeah, I like that. What, idea. what, what are you then, Mike, in, in in this Christmas movie? I'll be the guy that sells you the doves. I'll be the nice guy in the in the toy shop. Oh. You'll be you'll be. Um... Oh, I forgot his name. Never mind. I thought he'd be the guy, the, the scruffy tall guy in the long, like, black jacket. <laughs> that guy. You got his face. I'll really be the do. sticky bandit. Sticky bandit. Yeah. Well. So how are uh, you doing anyway, Nathy? Enough of Home Alone. Macaulay yeah, Culkin. Thanks for the compliment, I guess. You're welcome. Uh, well, um, this week was PlayStation 5 uh, release week, in a mm. way. Not in the UK, I think, right? Um, Not in the UK or Europe, right? I don't think so. It was it was uh, the US only? US only, yeah. Maybe they get head start. Too. They get head start. Yeah. 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 True. A little bit jelly, but um, so far I've heard like very good reactions mm-hmm. to this console, especially its controller. Also, I should say that Xbox uh, Series X also came out yep. uh, at the same moment. Although uh, I'm more of a PlayStation uh, guy, to be honest. Wait, 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 um, wait a second. Wait a second. How is it? This is this is the opposite of the planet for VR, isn't it? Because like, Xbox and PlayStation, who recently decided to bury their VR department, yeah. like, no, no, no <laughs> I'm no, waiting no. for the punchline. Well, um, uh, so we spoke on, on the podcast about you know uh, PlayStation Five not really being the the new VR thing, mm-hmm. although we have seen some updates already for some games. Uh, Blood and Truth had a graphical update. Uh, also, Iron Man has been uh, improved uh, loading wise, uh, and also what it looks like, and as you said, um, so so far I think that's a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. That it, that games are getting improved. Um, but I just wanted to say that um, the controller they have is very interesting, and I wish you could play Astrobot with it, but apparently you can't. You can't use the new controller with the old game. So if you want to, let's say, play Static. Or Astrobot with this controller, mm. you can't. No. Well, it has nice haptics. It's like a smart uh, controller uh, in in many ways. So uh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed by that. Uh, again, yeah. that's like another sign that. But maybe they can turn this controller into a VR controller. Uh, who knows? They always have these strange gadgets. I hope so. I really hope it, so. But, uh, yeah. Have you pre? Have any of you pre-ordered? 
No. I, I did I did see some people selling their PlayStation 5 controllers, uh, the PlayStation 5 console already on uh, the, the marketplace. Uh, and I saw one being sold for like $15,000. And I was like, holy shit. What? People are insane if they pay that amount. Yeah. 15000 I'm very, I'm very tempted. I'm very tempted. Like it, here in the UK, um, all the pre-orders are sold out now. I'm still, like, obviously very late to the game, um, but if on the 19th of November, which is release day here in the UK, I think Europe as well. I think Game are doing a thing where they've got some excess stock. So if you're quick off the mark on the website, you can still get in with a, with an order, and they'll mm -hmm. ship it out like relatively quickly, like next day delivery or something like that. So I think I might try my chances with that. Yeah. It's 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 a good price. It's it's very uh, well if you compare it to PC, it's uh, it's cheap. Yeah. Um, and um, something I also noticed is that um, so so Astrobot is you know the one and only PlayStation VR game. Before that, there was a Playroom where Astrobot made its first appearance, and now they have Astro's. Uh, what is it? What is it Playroom. called? Like, is it also called Playroom? The new one? Yeah, Astro's uh, Playroom. Yeah. Okay, so so the the thing is, it's it's like a demo to show what the controller is capable of and uh, what the um, console is capable of. Uh, but they're just constantly trolling and and using VR assets, but not <laughs> VR. So you, like when you play it, like I saw some let's plays of people uh, showing it off. You have um, a little Astrobot playing uh, Beat Saber because uh, Astro's Playroom uh, takes place inside the console. You dive into the console, so you have a little guy who plays. Beat Saber, there's one who plays golf with his... Uh, and there are also certain mechanics in there from Astrobot on PlayStation VR that they just reuse. So they just turned it into a pancake game. And I'm like, what? There's so much new in that. Use it. Just put a third-person camera on it in VR so we can play. But I don't know. It's a little bit strange to watch all of that. Mm. A bit jelly. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? I, I get... I get certainly triggered. Like anytime, remember when Lucky's tail went flat as well? Yeah. Like I, anytime that happens, story, yeah. like I, I get why everyone got triggered off of Half-Life Alex and they're like, ah, they're giving it to the VR nuts. Um, but absolutely when it happens the other way and they take one of ours, uh, yeah, it's going to be us and them now. Uh, <laughs> when they take one of our pieces of property and turn it into a flat game, it feels wrong. It definitely yeah. feels wrong. <laughs> Certainly, that I saw a clip of uh, Astro's Playroom where he was playing on a PSVR and looking at a screen, and the screen had an analog stick on it, and people were were kind of saying, yeah, yeah. "Oh, that's like a kind of a, a hint from from Sony <laughs> that you know the next PSVR controllers will have analog sticks and stuff like this." But mm. you know, who who knows at this point? Who knows? But um, but yeah. So you're not going to be pre-ordering? You don't think, Nathy? You're going to no, try and get I, hold of one? As I said, I, I usually never pre-order. I just wait until everyone is like. And plus, yeah. um. I just there aren't that many games coming to it yet. You know, you have the console, but I first want to see the content too. So, okay. Well, bug snacks, man. I've heard people yeah, completing snacks, it already. Spider, are you really Spider, not? Spider Man, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, so awesome. there, is, there are a few titles, but I just want to wait it out a little longer. Also, right now you have to fight for a freaking PlayStation Five, man. I'm not a caveman. <laughs> right. um, so, so the next question I have for you then is like if, if you were to get one would you get the digital only version or would you go with the one with the disc drive that's 100 bucks more um, I, I would go for the disc one um, and, and, and it's, it's uh, because of the fact that um, sometimes you can buy like secondhand games uh, from right. people and also from stores so you can just use those yeah. and if you buy more of that instead of digital then you can also make some return later down the road well digital it's hard to sell your account stuck. to someone yeah. so th th that's the main reason because like a, a, a CD 
is cheaper usually than a digital because people sometimes are like, oh, I have some scratches on it, but here for 10 bucks, you can have it, you know? And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll buy yeah. it. So yeah, so you got the, you got like the resale value of like a physical yeah, yeah. copies. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Okay, cool. Well, nice one. Well, let me introduce the next guy then. This guy can't afford PC parts as he's spent all his money on Population One microtransactions. It's the battle royale badass himself, Rowdy VL. How you doing, dude? I will never buy a single microtransaction <laughs> from that game. Whatever one everyone That's says, not I'm what your still bank carrying. Told me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wearing the, the 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 blue jacket. I'm still blue blue PJ or whatever right. he's called. Uh, haven't changed anything. But I I was going to talk about Population One and D because mm. I played it again this week, uh, and I managed to get my first eight kill streak in a Ooh, single game. So wow. it's a, a pretty pretty neat accomplishment. And I'll, my that was of course also my only highlight of this week uh, during these COVID times. It's a little bit sad, but that's the way things go now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you how, how it went down. It was basically, uh, it was me playing together with uh, Soul Man and with uh, the Lonely Viper. So we had a, a pretty decent team going on. and uh, But we were a little bit in a clutch. So we were getting pins, pins it from actually t- two different sites. And uh, Soul Man had the brilliant idea of like rushing in with a shotgun. But he got taken down by the team that was uh, in, in his back, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we continued. We tried to get him back. Viper tried to uh, t- tried to revive him, but also got taken out by the team that was then in front of him, and they were rushing off. So I was the only one who was left in this little corner. I was trying to hide, hoping they wouldn't see me because I knew that I couldn't take two teams on by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the funny part was that and while they were shooting at me, that other team that was behind us completely like rushed besides me. They didn't see me and they just went straight for the other team. And then I managed to revive both of them and they caused another distraction, which allowed me to like go into the back of the shotgun and just killed like six of them at once, oh, wow. which was a very, very cool feeling to do. Uh, and we, we managed to win that game still. So that was definitely, definitely the highlight for my week. Wow. Is that clip anywhere to watch online from Viper, you or? Or Soul Man? Oh, maybe Soul Man was streaming it. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, you need to find uh, out, dude. That sounds like an epic clip. <laughs> that was that was really nice. It's yeah. funny because I've been checking up on you, Rowdy, and actually Mike's got more more wins this week than you do. So um... oh, I haven't played. I've only played on I think Sunday this week. Yeah, I played. Uh, I only played. Uh, I think I only played yesterday. But again, I played for like I intended to play for about an hour. Ended up playing for about three. Uh, played with Gamertag mm. VR and. Uh, also played this is funny actually my my brother who who i gifted a quest to to uh, you know a few weeks back um he jumped in and he he was playing it for the first time <laughs> bless him and also my other friend who just bought a quest to this week so it's really interesting that these like close people to me that have never really been interested in vr before both have, have yeah. quest twos and my dad has a quest two as well now um but well, they jumped in with population with me uh, population one with me and you know they were it's pretty hard because they were both so new like i was saying you know how, he goes, how do you switch to climb? I was like, you know, press the A button to like, you know, temporarily stow your gun and then you can climb. He was like, which one's the A button? I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's the hardest question. I was like, oh, what is the B yeah. or the A button? Yeah, I don't and know. That, those are the things that annoy me a little <laughs> bit about the game that like, because VR needs to be intuitive. Yeah. If it's not intuitive, then I think that the game design is not right. And that is the only point of criticism I really have is that I, I wish they would make certain things more intuitive. Yeah. Uh, in terms of doing this kind of things, but definitely, if you, I mean, hit me up if you're looking for a third one who needs to like, yeah, you know, for sure. play, play for with sure. you, then uh, we definitely. can get some wins together. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. How did they, uh, what did they think about the uh, locomotion in that sense, like flying and everything? Because if you're new and you're using thumbstick logo, uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, 
And this is interesting I, because, like, um, I, I warned them both. I said, you know, maybe Population <laughs> 1's... Them, yeah. I, I said maybe it's a bit too intense, but I said it yeah. is, like, one of the most popular games right now. Um, and they both jumped in and they both were fine, you know, flying around, yeah. climbing and moving. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what I, they've I don't done. Think the, I don't think the locomotion... I mean, I don't think it's really good, but I don't, also don't think it's bad. I just think it's, like, the, the average kind of thing that we get used to for virtual reality. Um, and the interesting thing is that this was actually the one that made me realize how much we would benefit from like a hip tracker, like we discussed about the yeah. deck here. Because often when you're flying, you need to spread your arms out. And when you spread your arms out, you know, the direction of your controller is not anymore in the direction that you actually want to walk to. Mm -hmm. So what happens often is if you land, you still have your, your, your hands stretched out, your arms stretch out, that you will run into the wrong direction, mm -hmm. which is a little bit annoying. Um, so, I, I mean, th th those are things that I think that will be improved, you know, as, as technology and time progresses. Um, yeah. And one thing I want to say about Population 1 is that, you know, we, we've talked about the microtransactions in the past, but this week uh, they were running a new event where you can earn gold coins in game to spend on skins but you don't have to put any money in you can do it through like friending people or winning like three consecutive rounds with your team and oh, you, really? you can earn coins I... so so zim might know this so so i did all the challenges and i managed to get 150 coins the skin that I wanted in the store, however, was 155 coins. I was like, oh, I was like you nice. sneaky little bastards. Of course, why would they give it to, for free to you? I mean... So yeah. is, did you experience the same mm -hmm. thing, Zim? So this is... Because I was playing in Pop 1 earlier today, just as a, I had a hard week and I needed to chill, right? But... Mm -hmm. um, I, I saw the coins bit because mm -hmm. someone had mentioned to me, I think it was on last week's podcast, that the, the pay for stuff was out. So I was kind of keen to check out what that was about. But then I had noticed that I had accrued, I don't know what it was, maybe 60 coins or whatever. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, so they're letting you play to get the coins, to get the currency, to unlock the stuff. You don't have to pay for it. I think that's a, if this is a test, absolutely, that's something that needs to stay. Because I think even if it's a hard grind, even if you have to do, let's say, 10 times as much work, as then paying for it or whatever absolutely that that allows yeah. people who are you know i always like to think of the 15 year old equivalent of me who would have been like playing this game like there was no tomorrow and i would only mm. be focused on pop one like i would have grinded to get the thing if i really wanted you know or it's just like a pat on the back for you for you playing the game which yeah. helps them in the end so i think that those really help to balance out the fact that they've got microtransactions in there and I would encourage them to keep them in, yeah. not just phase mm. them in. The other thing that I've heard in playing today, because the whole cubes thing uh, ended, was a lot of people are like relieved, including myself, that now you can play and team with people who aren't just going to kind of sprint off in one direction and not and look for the, do the team play. Yeah. So although I think that introducing those events uh, as like a week long thing isn't toxic to the game in the long run. Um, I think they should probably keep them as like modifiers and then phase them in and phase them out quickly, you know, just to see if these tests I are successful. Regarding regarding those cubes, I think a much better strategy would be um, you only get the cubes when you, for example, win the game or when you actually finish the round, something like that, because that would entice people more to, to stay in the game and to perform. Uh, maybe not like win the game because then of course your efforts might be uh, in vain mm -hmm. uh, or just re reduce the requirements uh, like you get a new skin if you collect the core and uh, you manage to win the round or you or whatever, can make it something you like can that. make it an easter egg hunt in in the lobby you know because the lobbies right now i think are the weakest part of that game for me because it's like they're annoying they're tense, yeah they're annoying there's they turn the gun the gun sounds down because it was too loud 
it's still quite a toxic environment as your first handshake into the match, and it's the least fun part of the game right now. Between... Yeah, but it, it exists, again, I said it before, it exists so people can show off skins to someone else. It's a, yeah, mm. okay. Mm. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's funny, like, my, my friend away. my friend came in for the first time, and obviously, like, part of, like, earning gold coins was friending people, and obviously, to friend people, you fist bump them, so everyone was just shouting out, fist me, and my friend, <laughs> that was my friend's first experience <laughs> of a multiplayer VR hell? game, so, Boy, yeah. Oh, did I tell you the story? British crew with my dad, I got in, there was a drunken Scottish guy who knew all about it. <laughs> And he was like, oh, no, no, look, you, you know, they, they stop you from doing this, but you can do it this way. And then he was just like fingering the hole. Oh, my God. It was very uh, embarrassing to be to be there in front you, of my you, dad. You just can't, you just can't, you know, you always find these people, bless them online. Yeah, it's like I, what you're saying is they need to find a balance between people who are just there to get skins to be on top of the social ladder in terms of yeah. what you wear. And then you have people who just want to play the game. Uh, oh. But but the funny part is if you're then playing and that's what I always enjoy so much, then you have people who spend a lot of money, and then you're owning them big time because it doesn't it doesn't change anything. But some yeah. people are completely like I see it in Rocket League too. People are decked out to the to the limit, but they just suck at playing the game yeah. because they're only spending money playing <laughs> poker with like loot boxes and stuff. Yeah. But they but they can't play, <laughs> and that's that's the fun part when you're yeah. just running around with your like uh, like whatever whatever it is that you uh, got for these like few gold coins. Yeah, it's all about the game. You know, it's about the gameplay. Yeah. It's such the a great game. game is, the game is great. Yeah. The game is Love it. so much fun. Um, they need a Fall Guys mechanic, right? Like, be <laughs> good at the game really, no. to unlock the thing, the, the extra skin or whatever. Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that yeah. would be good. I, I thought actually Fall Guys. Like you buy with crowns or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. But yeah. um, But anyway, enough of Population 1. Next up, this guy has a level 300 IQ and he's an imposter, a master of deception and has mm -hmm. a heart of gold. It's, of course, VR streamer. Zimtok5. How you doing, dude? Good, yeah. It, it always feels good to murder your friends. That's what, you know, that's, <laughs> it's, it's something that I've carried with me through my life is that, you know, putting a knife deep into the back of someone who you knew for years feels great. So I'm, of course, talking about VR Chat and the version of Among Us that's out, which uh, you uh, I got that? to play. I played it with, uh, I played with the VR Souls and a couple of other fellas, oh, wow. and um, it was really good. It's actually the first VR Chat experience I've had which ran smooth and flawlessly. Um, and also they introduced an element in that game where, you know, when you're the imposter and you go into the vents, imagine that you're an alien in isolation, like in like uh, alien isolation or alien versus predator. You really feel like you're in the vents, like up, up in the uh, ventilation system, looking down at the other players and they can't see you. It's not, yeah. it's like a, it's like a darkened mirror type thing. And then you can choose to drop down, physically drop down into the room, which is fantastic because in the flat version of the game, uh, you just kind of appear, right, mm -hmm. If when you when you go through the vents. Um, and this is a game all about, you know, the seat. And I, I absolutely love that. It was loads of fun. But I think it's something that we should probably do together at some stage. I would, I would <laughs> be would up make, for that. It would absolutely make a fun cast. I wouldn't trust a single one of you. I wouldn't trust a single one of you. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> You're you cutting like, and deceitful. There's different modifiers, so you can really change the game up. Like, you can change the amount of time you have between kills, the number of imposters. We played with seven people, and I think the max is ten. Um, so it'd be really fun if we gathered, like, a full group yeah. of ten people. And the it's just... they. I, I actually think, having played the, the flat game and really enjoyed it, I think they did a better job, which is surprising, because VRChat 
um, tends to be a little rough around the edges in the implementations. Mm -hmm. This one is really, really well done. Um, and it's free. So it's free. And and when we were playing it, it had like 3,000 people in VR chat playing it concurrently. Wow, like, that's amazing. The amount really? of attention that it has, it was the top room at the time. Um, it, it was It's just amazing. You could just hop in with a group of strangers and go stabbing people. It's great. It's fantastic for that Wow. Reason. Good, really great recommendation. We, we should play this because we I, should play this. Yeah, we I, should. I already like in my mind. I was already kind of like, what was going to happen is like I'm going to troll Mike so badly, but Mike is going to troll me too because Mike yeah. is a nice guy. Everyone trusts him, but in a game, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Yeah, it, it, all I can no say way. is it, it absolutely. I played the Division Two with Mike. You know, no way. <laughs> but Mike is this one guy in the apocalypse who just you know waits until everyone sleeps and then stabs them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to be careful. I was going to yeah, make one, one other quick mention, which is sure. in uh, in Walkabout, which I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of mini golf because it's it's a fun game um, and it's easy to play with family and stuff like that. There's a new level that didn't make it for like the Halloween cutoff, but it's this Gothic church. And Ooh. for those who don't know, in Walkabout, you have the ability to go and find like new skins, new balls. This sounds wrong. Uh, new color balls, right around the level. Uh, every yeah. hole has a, a custom ball that you can pick up and then you can use it in future matches that you play. So that's really fun. It's like, a, uh, again, I said Easter egg hunt earlier, but it's like an Easter egg hunt for those balls as you're playing with whomever you're playing with. And this Gothic church feels like entirely like VR's Castlevania. It's beautiful blood red uh, match for like the, the surface that you're putting on. Uh, and the statues and stuff are just mm. genius. And you kind of work your way down through the castle into the be belly of the castle. And it, I so, recommend it for anyone who, who has how, walkabout. How does it compare to the other uh, golf uh, game? Pro putt? Like, yeah. So pro putt's really good. Um, and pro putt I, I like for kind of, if you're a if you're a fan of golf, right? And you like things like Microsoft Golf Simulator and stuff like that. A more accurate. That's, that, it's more of a, a serious affair. Yeah. Um, although it is kind of cartoony, right? It's yeah, like true. almost like cell shaded y type look yeah. to it. And then um, Walkabout is is much better, I would say, just for that feeling of like miniature golfing. It <laughs> really gives you that feeling. It. Like yeah. you're doing a round of miniature golf. Some of the courses are absolutely like very difficult, but they're very zany. Uh, nothing's kind of like immersion breaking. It's not like you're hitting a ball and that's floating through space. Um, it is kind of realistic physics. Um, but yeah. the and, and with how many social side is great. How many? Five. You can do five. A, uh, yeah. And and they have wow. loads of um like eighteen holes you can do, but it's probably gonna take you the best part of two hours to clear that. And they've got wow. five different courses, plus nighttime versions of those courses, which are harder layouts. They're not the same layout. So it's actually like ten levels that they have. It's crazy. And you can play the front nine, the back nine, the full eighteen, and again, five people can play on a single account, which is nice. And this is, on, this is on Quest, right? This is available on Quest. Uh, you can wow. also play Walkabout on, on Rift on desktop. Nice. Good recommendation yeah. if you're into like mini golf games. That's a, that'd be a fun social one as well, right? Yeah, because you get so much talking time. It's perfect yeah. for right now when you just you want to talk to somebody and that's when you want to do 80% of the time. The other 20%, you can find balls and you know do a little bit nice. of putting. Good recommendation. Yeah, balls and play golf. Okay. Yeah. Enough about holes and balls now. What yeah. about Mike? Yeah. Um, or so, the chat? So, yeah. My my uh, highlight of the week was also in VR chat actually, and that was because uh, I attended the VR awards uh, in VR. 
So um, if you're not familiar with the VR Awards, it's a yearly event hosted by the Academy of Extended Reality. And it's just to sort of show recognition and praise for all the hard work of people within the VR industry, which is great, you know, celebrates VR. And that's really, really nice. Uh, normally, this event is hosted at an extravagant venue in London. But of course, with COVID, the event had to sort of be moved online. Um, so they did the typical live streams on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, but they also hosted this event in VR using VR chat, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, before the actual ceremony started, they had this kind of like networking room. Um, so people could go in there and meet people from the industry, sort of do a bit of networking, which was really nice. And then they had like an after show party uh, after the ceremony uh, where you could just kind of like hang out and chat. And uh, I went with the Gamertag VR and also saw um, Shari there from Cass and Shari. She was there in her little uh, sort, of, sort of suit, which was really cute looking, using like those taffy avatars that I'd re recommended before. Um, the event itself in VR was kind of strange, though, because when you went from the networking event with like, all these people around you, you then went through a portal and you, you were on your own, kind of watching a pre-scripted uh, VR event, you know, so you saw it all play out in VR. So it was kind of a, a shame not to experience that with everyone else because that was part of the magic, really. You know, being with other people and celebrating VR would have been really amazing. So then to have it as a like a an experience mm -hmm. on your own was a kind of a bit of a disappointment. But, you know, nevertheless, I think, you know, for, for what they were able to achieve, I think they did an incredibly good job. Um, if you're interested in sort of like the winners for the categories of the, the, the categories we would have been interested in as VR gamers, um, VR Hardware of the Year award was uh, awarded to Valve for the Valve Index. Uh, VR Game of the Year was awarded to Valve for Half-Life Alex. <laughs> uh, VR Experience of the Year was awarded to Tenderclaws for the Under Presents, which uh, is awesome. And uh, VR Social Influencer of the Year Award was awarded to Thrill Seeker, uh, which, uh, you know, totally deserved. Um, so, yeah, huge congrats to all the winners and everyone that took part as it's really, you know, these people in the industry that kind of shape it to what it is today. So without those people, we wouldn't be here. So thank you to everyone that was involved and nominated and turned up for the show. We had a really good time. So that is my highlight of the week. So let's get into the news uh, because we've got some awesome news this week, starting with some Oculus Quest news uh, as we've got a new update. And this kind of came out of nowhere and it's uh, kind of addressed a lot of complaints. Do we ask about chat or did I? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah po sure. Apologies. Yeah, we should ask what chat I've been up to. I, I jumped the gun a little bit because <laughs> Zim said, what, have, what was your highlight? And I normally ask the chat first. I blame Zim. Yeah, that was it. We, 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 we screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. go on then. Zim with the holes tell, in tell his us balls, what, like, Tell us what they've everyone. been up to. <laughs> so uh so yeah chat has been playing uh first of all um population one and hyper dash uh from sidequest oh, this uh, came nice. from turner bros then we have sponge 720 who played half-life alex to check out the developer commentary uh welsh uh saucy has been uh, playing coaster combat he was trying to beat my score apparently <laughs> Dude, I, I, I played it so many times to get, like, the perfect run. It's going to be hard, man. Good luck. Um, <laughs> every, everything for the perfect video, you know? Mm, of course. Um, then we have, uh, uh, let me see. He also played uh, Phasmophobia, Beat Saber, mm. and Puzzle Games on SideQuest. You know, always, like, SideQuest always a part of the, you know, lineup. It's always, always a part of always. the, you know? It's like, it's like the dessert. Uh, in, in, Honestly, in I think it's like a badge of honor as well. If you don't have side quests installed and running and something side loaded, at least one thing, get out. All right. Let yourself out. I see we only have 10 viewers left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
um, listeners. Um, so we also have Johnny Wells, who has been uh, playing real VR fishing, or actually he's playing it now and watching uh, our show while he's doing it. So wow. Don't speak too loud because in the, you know. Disturb the fishes. Yes, yes. Uh, and then last but not least, we have Mr. Fonzie, who has been uh, doing some uh, PlayStation VR stuff. He played Blood and Truth, mm. Until Dawn, Rush awesome. of Blood, and Astrobot. And awesome. uh, he nice. is currently casting uh, our show in Alt Space and watching in VR with friends on our Quest 2s. So mm. hurry up, because otherwise battery will uh, run low. Hello to you all in Alt Space. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for that. Um, Right, That's sorry. It. Shall I get into the, the news yeah, now sure. then? Go, Am I allowed? Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, so yeah, let's get into the, this update because we've got a new update coming to Quest and Quest 2. Uh, in a blog post yesterday, Oculus announced some new features which are going to be available right now in version 23 update. The thing is though, you should bear in mind that although it's available now, it's a rolling update. So some people get it before others, depending on your geographical location and whether your headset's on and charging and everything else. So if, if you if you want the best opportunity to get this update, keep your headset on, but plugged into power. So it's, it's trickle charging and hopefully it will drop for you. But I haven't managed to push it myself yet. Hey, quick, I was going to say quick interruption there. Do you find that, that approach annoying? Like the fact that yes. they drip feed to the globe like since inception they've yes. been doing this with oculus updates and it is unnerving like why can't we just click the download button and get it like is yeah. can someone technically explain to me why they need to do this is because it's like a peer-to-peer -peer network that supports their downloads or something please I guess someone it's, it's, tell us i guess it's just to prevent the service from overloading and everyone downloading it all at once that's the only guess that i've got but, but, it, but it's annoying like some people sometimes yeah. get an update a month later and yeah, it's yeah. like for some yeah. reason they're the last one in line yeah. like if i, I remember, had hair on my the, head i'd be pulling it out right now put it that way you remember the hand <laughs> tracking? <laughs> when, when they brought the hand tracking out and he's right it took like five weeks for some people to get it yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You're like and sometimes you're in the country and you see michael get it downloaded right and then yeah. someone's like, why can't I have it? Like, what's the, yeah. what is the technical reason but for it, that? Oculus, goes, I don't it, get it. It goes from very, like, it goes from very simple stuff, like just an environment to hand tracking to yeah, everything. Yeah. Platform uh, changing and stuff. Yeah. 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 So let me tell you about these features because they've got some awesome features in this update. Um, and the first one is 90 hertz mode. Now, of course, this is exclusive to Quest 2, uh, but allows the headset to run the home, guardian, and pass through in 90 hertz mode uh, by default. So you don't have to just turn it on in the menu anymore. And also apps that have been updated by developers uh, can also run in 90 hertz mode, which is totally awesome. Uh, some games that are going to be getting this 90 hertz update first are Beat Saber, Super Hot, Echo VR, Racket NX, Space Pirate Trainer, Waltz of the Wizard, Job Simulator, and Vacation Simulator. Uh, they've all announced that they're going to get a 90 hertz mode coming soon, so keep wow. your eyes out for that. Um, as well as 90 hertz mode natively on Quest 2, we're also getting, thankfully, 90 hertz mode in Oculus Link, which is coming out of beta. Um, so as long as well as uh, 90 hertz mode, you also got some new settings in the Oculus dashboard. So you can select um, some options depending on like performance, depending on your sort of uh, beefy uh, PC. If it's you know got a top end graphics card, you can really crank it up to uh, 11 to really push it to the max, which is nice mm. because, you know, with virtual desktop for a while, well, since Quest 2 release, in fact, we've been able to push 90 hertz over virtual desktop wirelessly. So it's great to see that Oculus Link has got that parity with 90 hertz now as well. Yeah, I saw mm. Guy uh, giving a reminder to people who have VD <laughs> installed to move the little tick box from 72 to 90 just to allow that and enable the channels. Mm. Yeah. 
I just um, want to say about the trailer, it looks absolutely mm -hmm. brilliant. The, the new trailer? Like, trailer? Oh god. It's amazing. Yeah. Right? Like the super way nice. the way it looks. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, everything not, not only the, the VR scenes look like super crisp and super nice, it actually gives like a a fairly good representation, I think, of like what you see now. Mm. But the way that they like, you know, when they take the headset off and they put the headset on, and even the way that the the environment looks outside of VR, I think is really cool. It's it's a really I, I don't know, I had a little bit like, because I've been watching Stranger Things as well, I had a little bit yeah. of that kind of vibe yeah. in the way that the environment looks like and the kind of colors that they, the color grading that they use in the camera. It works really well because it fits again in that like kind of like modern 80s kind of team, mm -hmm. um, which I, I really love that. I really, it's, it's a bit they, like, they really uh, did a really good job of it's that. It's a bit like what Sony has been doing for years now, you know, with, yeah. with the Skyrim trailer and the whatever yeah. trailer. Uh, it's just... Uh, funny part is some people were <laughs> were whining about things not being uh you know correct or yeah. uh, oculus having certain rules that are getting broken like having a dog on the couch and then putting like this disclaimer like uh, pets don't go well with vr and having someone mm -hmm. look into the mirror like looking into the mirror with your quest too i mean you can try, but the whole thing goes completely nuts. If it, if oh yeah, I, I'm if not talking so. about really the content of the of the trailer, but I'm just talking about how it looks. Oh, yeah, the yeah, production yeah. like speaks yeah. to oh, the imagination. Oh. I think that is really well. No, done. It's, yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. I think I think this sells some extra uh, quests yeah. uh, for, sure. I, for sure. I absolutely love that. I I agree with you, Rowdy. Like the vibe that they've gone for has been consistent for the last probably six to twelve months of trailers that they've landed. Mm -hmm. And they just, yeah. they feel so quality. I, I, I saw complaints on the video of um, people saying that, oh, this is Oculus misrepresenting. Um, nah. And I, I don't get that feeling because if you look at any modern game company, they put out these fancy trailers, right? They put out these fancy trailers that are all just CGI. And the point here... like Magic Leap? Like <laughs> Magic Leap in the Whale. Um, but the point here is to give the viewer the feeling of what it's like to be in there and mm -hmm. certainly yeah. when you see the boys landing in you know in in population one and stuff and that it just it, it really gives that feeling that you Plus, get when you're playing the game yeah it's not as visually nice when no. you're playing it but it is that how you feel yeah actually it is you, <laughs> you feel that good like. plus vr like honestly vr is still too clunky like if you would throw like some actual gameplay in there from Star Wars <laughs> and then well population one okay but Star Wars looks pretty rough gameplay wise of what it I've does. seen so if you would have put like the actual gameplay in there with this yeah. nice like it would look so stupid so this mm -hmm. is the best way to kind of sell VR for now and there will be a point where it actually looks like this so yeah that's the thing Fingers that's crossed. the thing you know when you watch like Jurassic Park and you're like one day I'm gonna play a game that looks that good <laughs> and then VR landed and it's like oh now one day I'm going to be in that environment in VR. I can't wait. Like that's the thing. I mean, even if it's 20 years also, from now, I'll I'll wait. Also, it th th there's no way that I have such nice lighting in my living room as they have in there, with like mm. the sun, like just like passing through the curtains a little bit and like giving this nice kind of glow. Of course, that is also not real, but nobody's complaining about that, right? Well, yeah. it, it, it's like this trailer made clear that uh, Population One and also Star Wars are going to be. For Oculus, system at least, sellers. the system sellers for this Christmas. Agreed. Um, yeah, also, agree. Medal of Honor, yeah. a little bit, maybe, but yeah. these two are actually the ones that they want to Yeah, and we're, we're going to touch on Medal of Honor a bit later on. Um, yeah. But I just jumping back to the update, because there's a lot more to talk about. You know, it wasn't just 90 hertz mm. mode that they dropped. 
Um, along with the update, they also are going to be launching Oculus Move, which is a system-level fitness tracker for both Quest and Quest 2 uh, mm. that works across all VR games and experiences. And this will uh, roughly estimate how many calories you've burned during your VR session. So especially in times like now with everyone in lockdown at home, you know, it's difficult to go to, you know, you can't go to a gym here in the UK. Mm. Uh, even outdoor workouts are kind of like been uh, restricted. So, you know, to be able to work out from home in VR using apps like Beat Saber or FitXR or Pistol Whip and now being able to track your calories, I think that's a really great feature. So uh, again, that is a rolling update and should appear in your library over the next week or so. So that's Oculus Move. So wait, none of us have... Has anyone else gotten the update? I've not actually seen anyone... Seen that I know on my Twitter feed that's actually had the update yet. So although it's released, again, Oculus Move is separate from the version 23 update. It's just another rolling update of launching this app oh, that's going to be thought... in your library. Oh, it's okay. always... So it's a separate app that drops separate to the like OS level update. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's an app. So you run it and then I think, you know, it does its thing in the background sort of thing. Out of the sky, that's what I understand. Drops, like yeah. in your hands. Like, oh, um, right. So yeah, another thing is as well, like you've got 90 hertz, you've got this Oculus Move uh, update as well. Uh, you've also got a new casting feature, which allows you to cast your gameplay from Quest 2, uh, and I think Quest as well, to your browser. Um, you need to be using Microsoft Edge or Chrome, uh, and then you just head over to oculus.com forward slash casting, and then in the headset, you can select an option to cast to your computer, and you'll get the square output that you normally get when you're recording gameplay from Quest, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. along with the game's audio, which is good. Wow, hey. Oh, wow. So yeah, this nice. might be useful for streamers or content creators. I don't know how you feel about this one, Zim. Yeah, it still depends um, on the latency, though, I think. From, from what people have uh, said to me about testing, and I haven't tested it yet myself, um, but this has been available for a couple of days, I think about half a week. Uh, and for those who've tested it have said um, that they still prefer some of the alternative capture methods for mm -hmm. just because of, again, bitrate options and stuff like that. That's what you, This is probably more useful for those, um, like I saw um, uh, Don uh, casting this to his family, and it's similar to me. If you've got a computer attached to a television, then all of a sudden, without a Chromecast or something, you can broadcast to a whole couch full of people, and it makes it really easy. But if you really want the kind of highest fidelity, um, and you're picky about that stuff, I think you go for a different option. Um, I think it's going to open the gates for a lot of people. One of the common questions that I see, off, particularly off of Twitch, is how do you stream Quest in VR? And yeah. a lot of people actually just want to be able to share content easily with a buddy. Yeah. Um, or, or their friends, and so I think this is going to allow that uh, a little bit, a little bit more readily than it has um, today, because it's one of the major I, I issues, do... right? We don't have a, uh, a, a headset today that shows you on the outside what you're seeing on the inside. Actually, I had done a stream once. I don't know if you guys remember with uh, Oculus Go, where I, I casted to my phone, uh, basically blue tacked it to the Go, so that you could see on the outside what I was seeing on the inside. And I do still think that some kind of a feature like that might be valuable one day to some crazy headset, you know, where it's like, oh, I can see what he's seeing. Whereas today you can't at all. So what, what's like, uh, you know, as a kind of like a pro VR streamer, um, what would you say is the, is the best option for the best possible fidelity and, and quality? The easy, I'll say the easiest high fidelity option is go to SideQuest. They have a screen copy based version that's the kind of easiest for streaming through and getting everything you need. You'll still okay. need a dedicated audio solution to get the audio out. Um, so and this, a mic. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the yeah, usual yeah. kind of challenged setup. So yeah. going around. So what what makes me wonder though is like they already had the Chromecast feature, right? You could already stream directly to Chromecast. Yeah. Was that with Device. audio as well, actually? Yeah. 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 So it's always connecting with audio because but, I'm wondering now what the fidelity difference is between, for example, streaming to your browser and then casting your so, browser to the Chromecast. Yeah. Or going directly to the to the Chromecast. So the difference was the aspect ratio. Like with this uh, browser casting, you get the square output, whereas with Chromecast, you get a 16 by 9 output that is cropped and zoomed in to the image. Yeah. 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 So so you're just saying browser. And then a window will appear there, so you don't need yeah. to use Facebook. Or you have to log like in. Yeah, you have to log in with Facebook. So you need to um, use. Oculus, so you're streaming uh, Oculus.com/casting, the... I think, is the link. You yeah. log in with Facebook. So you... well, how how would you use the the headsets in any game if if you don't log in? Uh, or you no, 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 no. need to log into the browser. You have to log into the browser. So if yeah. you go up, so this is uh, the thing, okay. right? Like, and this is why I haven't tested it because. My Facebook password is ridiculous. Um, like it's like thirty characters or something. So I go down. Is it, is I go downstairs uh, and is, I can't it, remember. Wait, wait, wait. wait is yeah. it? Uh, oh hi, Mark. <laughs> yes, but repeated three times. That's exactly it. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. But but like I, I just be be prepared, you know, to type in your Facebook password because the thing is with browsers these days and password stores and stuff like that. If you don't know it and you go to try to log in, it's going to be another trip for you. So that's all I'm saying. So just come with your Facebook password, log in, go to oculus.com slash casting, I think is the is the URL. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, uh, cast as you would normally over Wi-Fi. There but, you go. Yeah. We have I'm some people they, in the I'm chat saying, this. though, this is great. Yeah. we have some people in the chat saying that uh, there's actually a less lag than a Chromecast mm -hmm. that comes from Trevor Jones. And also Gamertag says that he used uh, SCRPI Pi just the same as Zim. Uh, and Chromecast Screen has the sound also yeah. a little bit uh, delayed. Uh, Chromecast is, is the only 16 by 9 output that I've come across. Mm. Comes from yeah, the, but it is cropped yeah. and zoomed into the original yeah. square. So yeah, wow. Um, just bear that in mind. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is the new casting feature. And finally, and this is the finally. best. Yeah, this is another one. This is, is this is the thing. Like you know, the, there's so many updates coming from them. It's crazy. This is my favorite, though. Uh, they announced this week that later this month, they're going to be rolling out an app gifting feature, allowing you finally to purchase games or experiences through the Oculus Store and send them to a friend as a gift. Now, this is something I've wanted for such a long time, and I'm really happy this is finally happening, especially now as my brother, my dad, and a close friend of mine have just <laughs> bought Quest 2s. Uh, so it's going to be great over the holiday season, for sure. Yeah. Do you know how it's going to be implemented? Because I was looking for details on that. Like, is it going to be in the social tab and then you can gift a friend from there? Or is it going to be a store option? So Do you, you have any you, idea where it's going to be placed in Oculus Home? So basically you go to um, the Oculus Store in your browser or on the mobile device and then you buy the game through there, and then you've got an option to gift it to a friend, and then you do that via your friends list or via an email address, apparently. If, if your friend list uh, works, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, don't have, if you have over 500 friends, then you, it's going to be slow or not work at <laughs> it's all. It's going to be slow. Yeah. But um, it's, it's very nice. It just, you know, this shows that um, if, if enough people buy a new headset, then suddenly there is more interest and then suddenly it's possible. Well, well it's lost they, revenue for them. You know, if, if people yeah, aren't able to give apps over the holidays, it's lost yeah, revenue. It, so. it, it's, it, this, this is an update now because of Quest 2. Like this could have been on yeah. Quest 1 as well, but yeah, apparently there weren't enough people. And now, right before Christmas, what a funny coincidence it's coming out because there, more money can be made. 
Well, no, no, no. I mean, this is this is clearly obviously timed, Nathan. And we've we've begged for it every year. The we thing have. that I now want next, because they're clearly on the pipeline going yeah. for Steam parity, is I want family account sharing. Because not having to yeah. rebuy games for, you know, four accounts or five accounts is a great godsend. And just like people who share, like, a Netflix account, it would be great to be able to share with a, sh- a small circle of friends uh, to just... Again, help spread around. I think it's beneficial for developers to have those features in. I don't think it's a detriment at all. Mm-hmm. It's actually like free advertising to some extent because there's like this giant wall of like, you have to pay 30 quid for a game. And a lot of people are saying, well, I'm just not going to ever touch it. And if you don't have a demo, like a playable demo, if it's multiplayer or single player, I don't care. Then this, you know, the, using someone else's account while they're not using it is a great way to do it. Uh, and today you don't have that ability or guest accounts on the platform. So those are the, the two things that I want next, but what an update. That is, like, that is coming soon though, right? They said that you'd be able to log in with multiple Facebook accounts uh, to a single headset. Yes. But not sh- yeah. necessarily sharing the content, I think, is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that just means the device becomes, it doesn't have to be a single user device anymore. You can have multiple users use that device, which means you could mix and match in a particular arrangement. So, you know, a dorm room of four people could all be using one device. So so what you're saying, you need to ask your entire family to all make a Facebook account to be able to have fun. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, hey, hey, how old old are you? Are you eight? Make a Facebook account because then you can play your favorite job simulator game. We've talked about this before, though, on the show, so let's not go down that rabbit hole because we're running out of time as it is. Yeah, okay, so that is the Oculus updates. Plenty of great stuff coming to the Quest, although you're going to have to wait until you get this update. And whether that happens, well, you just have to wait and be patient, unfortunately. But it hasn't been 84 years, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So yeah, great <laughs> updates coming, so I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah. it wasn't Oculus that are the only ones pushing out updates. We also got an update from Microsoft this week with some visual tweaks for the Windows Mixed Reality platform. Now, this will mostly benefit those with the new HP Reverb G2, which we talked about on the show last week, along with the original HP Reverb and Samsung Odyssey Plus headsets. Now, in a blog post, Microsoft details that this update will come in the form of a Windows update. So, you know, just go to you know, the start menu, settings, windows, updates, and you can get it from there. And in relation to the Reverb G2 specifically, they've applied some sort of artifact correction. correction. Um, so they've applied chromatic aberration correction. Now, uh, I, so I had to read into this, um, so just bear with my sort of explanation of it. So chromatic aberration is a visual artifact whereby you sometimes see red and blue fringes on objects in VR. And this is due to the way the light is refracted by the Fresnel lenses. So a white pixel on the panels will refract through the lenses and separate into red, green, and blue pixels, which then are visible to the viewer. And what they've done is they've improved this by compensating with some pre-distortion uh, to the image, uh, which then results in a sort of cleaner image when it actually gets to your eyeballs, which is great. Mm. Uh, this isn't something I noticed in any of my testing, by the way, I should point out with the Reverb G2. Yeah. I thought the headset looked incredible <laughs> anyway. Um, but it just seems that they've added this along with some light leak correction, uh, correction as well, which is another visual artifact. So they've improved these two things, which cleans up the image in a way and will make it maybe a little bit sharper and the colors more natural looking in the headset. So like I said, I didn't notice any bad colors or any sort of chromatic aberration in my testing myself. But, you know, it's great to see that they're working behind the scenes to make it even better. But uh, so so how how do we know about an update like this? Uh, because usually I don't hear any anyone like I, we have been doing this show for so long. I, I barely hear any news on hey 
uh, HP did an update for, or Microsoft Mixed yeah. Reality did an update for this. Uh, so, th so this is um, from the Microsoft blog, and this is m probably because of the release of the G2. You know, they want to fix these tiny, minor, like, visual, um, like I say, yeah. artifacts, just so, like, they can get the best image so, out so of this So headset. Microsoft, Microsoft fixed it. Yeah, yeah, because this is Microsoft's but platform. Oculus We've got to remember well. that. Oculus also does uh, chromatic aberration correction. Yeah. That could be true, yeah, but I'm just saying that this is the update yeah. they've okay, applied okay, this week. But, that, but that's because... interesting. So, so, so HP makes the hardware, and then Microsoft takes care of the of the software in that sense, also of how the headset performs and what it looks like. Yeah, because like it's Microsoft's platform. Well, I, I don't know why I'm sounding surprised, but I haven't never really seen Microsoft post these kinds of blogs. Well, it's because posts, they so. they haven't had a reason to do any updates. You know, with the, yeah. the release of the G2, they obviously like want to make it the yeah. best. Um, so yeah, it's their platform, you know, um, so, you know, HP are just making a headset for that platform. Uh, so they've got to do the updates it, in terms of like the, mm. uh, the actual platform itself, like cliff house and everything else, the yeah, way well, it that's, runs. That's what I'm, what I'm kind of like aiming yeah. for, because if you're doing this update, then also take a look at cliff house and maybe reconsider some stuff and, and redesign that. There's definitely uh, some tweaks that they are... can do to, to make some further improvements for sure. Yeah, they should, like, they um, you know, like the uh, the algorithm which predicts like controller movement once you know it's been lost by tracking and stuff like that. They could definitely tweak that even more. Uh, maybe this is the start of some future tweaks. We don't know, but it's just a, an update that I wanted to address. That you know, if, you're, these are, if you've these got are, a G2 coming, then it's going to be even better. These are these are softwareatic kind of tweaks because I know that for example, SideQuest also allows you to play around with that chromatic aberration, turning it off and on. Mm -hmm. um, so these are things that I think that are owned to a, to any kind of VR platform that uses Fresnel lenses because it's like just a recurring problem, I think. Yeah, it's not, but it's not just a Fresnel lens thing. I mean, to me, maybe I'm the only one here, but um, from the DK1 and DK2 days, like chromatic aberration was probably the first visuals oh, related yeah, sure. term that I remember hearing back then. And actually it's kind of, it's kind of welcome. Uh, it's weird. Like it's been long enough now that chromatic aberration has not been a thing. I remember seeing it in Elite Dangerous first, and um, it, it was pretty pronounced at the time where you got that, it's like a blue and a red shift outside of the image. That's and right. I think mm -hmm. if you were to see it again in a modern headset, I think you would I think you would notice it. But I remember well, chromatic that's aberration why I said, being, uh, go on. That's why I said, uh, you know, Oculus has been dealing with these kind of problems before as well. So I think it's no, that it makes sense that HP is now, or Microsoft is also implementing these kind of solutions, yeah. uh, because otherwise they would have the same kind of problem as Oculus had during the DK1 or DK2 days, whatever it was that... Uh, but it's weird, yeah. it's kind of like, it's like seeing the headsets each grow up at different rates of evolution, you know, and you see them kind of mm -hmm. cross these barriers. Like when um, asynchronous space warp, you know, um, what does... Uh, motion what, smoothing what? came to steam. Oh, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, asynchronous yeah, yeah, space yeah. warp was the, you know, the if you're casting it uh, 45 frames, but you're doing a skip frame just to make it up mm -hmm. to 90. And the reprojection. Like, the reprojection that, that, that Steam then came out with a few you know months after Oculus had kind of done their patch. And it's like, it's, it's interesting to see them each kind of go through these evolutionary steps uh, to get to the kind of common, the common platform that now we expect yeah, as true. a VR headset. But um, Mil Moira and all these other terms are, you know, other things that you look for in a in, in a display. Obviously, God rays is something that we wish was a term was left in the past. I thought actually chromatic aberration was a term that was well in the distant past at this stage. So it's kind of nice of you to mention that they're uh, addressing it even now. The thing is, like, uh, I'm, I'm I've already sent out the HP Reverb G2 to Zim, um, so he's going to be getting it on Monday. So hopefully mm. next week you'll have his impressions from a Sim enthusiast perspective, uh, and also he will benefit from this 
this new update. Um, but like I said, it's not something that I noticed in this headset. I think the, you know, like I said in my review this week, that this headset is like hands down the best looking VR headset available on the market right now. You know, it's got mm. some faults with its tracking and controllers, but if you can overlook those or it doesn't bother you that much, then it's a great headset. You know, you know what I'm like thinking about now is that um, Microsoft also owns Altspace, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you would take Cliffhouse out of it, right? And you would replace that with Altspace and and use that instead. I don't like think a social, a social platform where you boot well, I mean, into the, a social platform. The, uh, like the first time you jump into Altspace, they also explain you how your controllers work and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, social. I don't think that would be a bad uh, thing yeah. compared compared to Cliffhouse. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people reporting like having issues with like the Steam integration and like because like by default it cranks up the super sampling in Steam's crazy uh -huh. high, like default resolutions crazy high. So you just mm. need to dial those things down straight away. But like mm. you said last week, uh, Nathy, that if you're not familiar with the Steam platform and this is your first VR headset, yeah, true, yeah, kind of can be a bit overwhelming. I think for new, yeah, 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 for new yeah, yeah. users, I, yeah. I really like that yeah. idea, Nathy, that you uh, you just spiked there, uh, which is like why make the introductory experience for a VR headset so low? Like why wouldn't you? potentially allow someone to help out. Like I do find that in the VR sphere, there are people, whether it's been Altspace or some of its other brethren, VR chat and stuff, when you go in and you're confused, you don't know what to do. Like, why wouldn't you, you know, potentially open that up to be um, kind of a multiplayer experience? I guess it's because of the factor that someone could be really nasty or they could have an unpleasant experience that isn't exactly what the company wants you to to feel no, like the, the, the reason why I'm saying it is and, and you're right yes yeah, someone can explain you how things work but that's not the reason why I'm saying it. it's just it's an easy way to kind of make the quality go up of this headset straight away okay. with uh, replacing it with Altspace um, because I, I think that Cliff House is uh, not a great representation of what this headset is capable of mm -hmm. uh, no, it's, I it's a very good headset gotcha. so yeah. and what are your you know? what are your opinions lads I mean a week on or whatever like have, have you changed at all in terms of your opinions of the headset like what do you think of it as a as a L like as I a said you know I, I still think it's an amazing looking headset um, best on the market you know uh, but it's the tracking and controllers that ultimately let the the bundle down you know mm -hmm. it's it's like it's not bad. The tracking isn't bad, and for ninety percent of use cases, people will be fine with it. You know, but for me, you know, aiming down the sights and onward, um, you know, that I had controller drift holding the the pistol two handed in in Half Life Alex. Mm. You know, sometimes the the tracking went completely screwy altogether. Some people said it was with my green screen. It's like my, my back's to the green screen. The, the controllers, you know, the headsets facing the rest of my room has got plenty of crap to to latch onto to track around. So I don't know why that would be a problem. Um, Although the positive thing is though that that with these kind of tracking issues, you know, there might be like a software solution. So you know, as as, maybe. as time goes on, then probably the tracking will improve as well. So. It maybe it should be worthwhile to like reevaluate the tracking after like maybe like you know a few months of but usage. again like i said earlier this is down to microsoft this their tracking of course you know it's not hp responsible for the tracking it's microsoft so yeah. it relies them on updating it and whether they will or not i don't know um yeah like i like if looking from it from a starter perspective if you want to get into pcvr uh and and you're willing to spend some more money and you're let's say not interested in getting a oculus quest 2 because of well uh the facebook uh, requirement or uh anything else you want to have one that is dedicated to pcvr uh, this is the best option you can get right now um like hp has taken over htc spot 
yeah. and they're selling something that that is feels very premium is good and stuff it's way better than the cosmos uh, like uh, way better yeah. <laughs> yeah. in every well, yeah. are you saying it's better than as well as the index no but the no. index is like a total different league of a prize yeah. you know okay. um, so it you, sits you mean nicely for like entry entry VR. Yeah, yeah it sits nicely in the middle you know it's an affordable uh, pc yeah. uh, vr headset although you do need to spend well, they're some priced that way as well right they're yeah. priced in between oculus and it's it's, the, it's and a good valve headset it's a good price but then you also need to realize that you need to spend some extra money to buy like a really good computer because this is not a headset that's gonna run on some minimum specs and then you yeah. can have fun you do need some more so it's gonna be a little bit more expensive i even uh, forgot about that and this is the thing that i always go on about because i remember back in the day ages ago like forgetting about like display resolution costs you in cpu and gpu performance and if you're not scaled appropriately, going to a higher resolution headset will actually hurt yeah. your performance, not make it well, better. You know, that's true. Uh, so that's something you, you got. You got to upgrade both in in tandem, yeah. and that's the and, point you're. you're and, and, and then and then about the tracking, um, like the best example I can give is that I jumped into Rec Room. I was initially going to test it for the audio and then also for the tracking, but then I had so much fun with everyone uh, in there for like three four hours. And I totally forgot about me actually having to test this headset. And then I thought back to it and I was like, I had, I had no real problems. It was one moment where my controls were like stuck in the ground for 10 seconds. People were laughing at me for my hands being like lost. And I also laughed about it and then it was gone and we just continued playing and I had a great time. So imagine you're new to VR, you want to get into PC VR. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's just as Mike said, you know, if you're going to hold the controls in front of each other, it's just, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So if you, if you play a shooter, uh, competitively or you're, you're only into shooters, then it's not going to work. Not the right headset for you. Let me throw out one one more scenario. It's the controllers. It's the controllers. Let me throw out like one more scenario for you then. Just imagine that you're an original HC Vive owner or you're an original, uh, Oculus Rift owner. Would this be the upgrade that you're looking for? It would be a downgrade in terms of tracking, but an upgrade in every other sense. Yeah, the, yeah then it's up to you to decide if you if you wanna if you wanna take that or not. Yeah. Even is because I remember we talked about the last one. Is the tracking even worse than the Oculus Rift with only two sensors? <sighs> oh my god, god that hurts the brain. Long, it's been Jesus. such a long time, dude. I can't even remember like. I don't even know. Because that, that tracking for me was quite horrible as well. Because you remember you had to sync this, this stuff up? Yeah. You're talking about like three years ago, dude. I don't <laughs> even know. Yeah. I think, um, I think, the, head, I think the headset is, is fine on its own. As you said, the tracking isn't that great. Mm-hmm. And as a VR enthusiast, you know, the thing is, we have said this many times before. If you are a VR enthusiast who is like super serious about spending a lot of money. And, and with this one, don't worry, you, you can because you're going to buy a computer that is going to be freaking expensive if you want to get the best of the best. But just test it out, see if it performs, see if you like it. If you don't like it, you can return it because you have 30 days of trying something. So just do that. And that's what I would just do, you know, try it out yourself. Because as as Mike said, you know, there, there's so many ways to compare it. There's, so, yeah. there's like an endless way of comparing yeah. it to all kinds of stuff and specifics and it's a rabbit hole, man. Holy fuck. But yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to get Zim's opinion on it next week. So maybe we'll yeah, touch on that here. briefly same next here. week as well. But that's some yeah. uh, updates uh, that's to the good. Windows Mixed Reality platform. Uh, making gonna... the headset look even better, which is I'm good. I'm just going to say thank you for sending me, Mike. That's a lovely offer for you to, right, to send it up my way. So uh, 
Hope it doesn't get lost in Scotland. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 I've got to make sure it's tracked. So, yeah. Um, so just a, just a reminder, those updates to the Windows Mixed Reality platform are predominantly coming for HP Reverb G2, original HP Reverb, and Samsung Odyssey Plus headsets. Oh. Uh, final bit of news this week is about Medal of Honor from Respawn Entertainment. We all know this game has been in the works for a long time and probably serves as the most anticipated VR game release still to come this year. Uh, the game will be releasing on both Oculus Rift and Steam VR on the 11th of December. Uh, building up to the release, Oculus have uh, been releasing some trailers from Respawn, uh, a new trailer called the Gallery trailer. Uh, you should go and check it out. This showed that uh, Respawn had been working closely with like veterans uh, to pay respect and also to tell their stories uh, in the game. So the game is more like realistic and authentic, which I think is really, really great. Um, and they announced that the game will feature a gallery mode whereby Respawn um, captured some footage in VR 360 of some iconic locations um, that were like clutch in, in the war, uh, you know, like the beach at Normandy, for example, um, along with interviews from veterans themselves and have integrated into the game into a gallery mode area where you can kind of experience this alongside the, the single player story as well, which I think is really great to give you some context to, you know, what you're playing as a player and give you that sort of like, this actually happened, you know, in the past, you know, is, is not just something we've made up. And I think that's a really, really nice way to, to pay their respects to people that were, you know, part of it. Um, but what uh, also really interesting came out of this trailer dropping was that it was posted on the Oculus subreddit where a user by the name of uh, Wee Ray uh, posted, I wish they had this working on the Quest 2 natively, which sparked a response from Oculus saying, we are going to try once the PC SKU is finished, and then further said that Respawn are fully, invo uh, fully involved and on board with this ambition. Um, so although a Quest 2 won't be coming on release next month, it looks like it will be coming in the future for Quest owners who don't have access to a gaming PC, which I think is going to be incredible, especially, you know, with the, um, you know, it's a very optimistic game. And, you know, if it releases and is lives up to expectations, I think it's going to be a killer title for the Quest in the future as well. Yeah. So uh, I think that's great news for everyone. I, 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 think I knew about this the moment that, uh, that I saw it for the first time on Oculus Connect, uh, because the way that they were showing it, the thing that ticked it off for me basically was... Uh, that when you use this scope, you get the black borders. And I haven't seen a single other PC VR game doing that except for Population 1. And the most common reason for them doing that is to reduce like rendering or processing power. And I was immediately thinking like, they're doing that because they want to bring this to the Quest as well. Like I, I knew it back at then already that they were doing that specifically for that reason. I think, I think they already nice started doing it a long time ago. Like they're they're converting yeah, every PC VR game they have now in, 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 in for the sake of sales to Quest 2. I mean Lone Echo is gonna be a Quest 2 title because they're making way much more money. If they if they make it a PC VR title only, like how many people are gonna buy that compared to people who don't yeah. have a PC and have a you know? Um so yeah, I'm not surprised. And I, I've seen them hinting towards this before. Um uh, and, and I, I w as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already like halfway done and they're just playing around with uh, with the consumer. That's and I'm like, think. oh, we're going to yeah. do it to kind of be in their favor of like, oh. But I, I, I do find you. a little bit, I, I don't, I, I do hope it's not becoming a problem in the way that they're going to be doing these kind of like downgrades in order to, you know, get that <sighs> solidified one kind of thing that they need to update. Because 
there are certain things that you can do on the on a PC that you can't do on a, on a Quest 2 just because of processing power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen the backlash that, for example, a game like Onward received receive because they unified all of that. And I, and I do hope that you know that they find a way in order to like at least like increase the fidelity or like well, keep certain mechanics. Yeah, into the well, PC me- VR mechanics. Market. Like I think definitely mechanics is the thing. I think like visually, it's like you have programs that can easily yeah. convert that. But I, I think mechanics wise, if you play a game that is purely PC VR compared to a Quest Two game in terms of mechanics, it's a huge difference. But yeah. I think you know, like we've had some uh, games that have done it really well, like uh, Phantom Cover Ops, for example. You know, the PC mm-hmm. version graphically was head and shoulders above like what the Quest could do, but essentially it was the same game. Same with uh, Saints and Sinners, which Limitless Gaming pointed out in the chat. You know, the the port of Saints yeah. and Sinners to Quest was was really well done. You know, and it didn't lose it. Well, it lost a bit both. of graphical fidelity, but, the but there's no difference... network code there. There's no multiplayer. There's no cross-platform. The problem yeah. with Onward and the reason they had to take their one pipe down. Think you pop a smoke grenade on PC, you get one thing. You, you, you're playing that with Quest, it looks different. It can totally affect competitive gameplay. Yeah. Well, the, so there are some limits from a design perspective that you have to consider when there's multiplayer faceted in. The biggest, the, the biggest yeah. difference here is that all the games you just mentioned are were in development before Quest was even a thing yet and was getting sold to consumers. So now we're going to see games that were developed from the ground up for standalone. Yeah, Population 1 so is, gonna... uh, is a difference there as well because Population 1 came out when the Quest 2 was already released. Yeah, but Population um, 1 was in development before the Quest was even around was, yet. So oh, they had a Quest 2 uh, long before that they... I think that they made it yeah, fully they, in development with Oculus. They were they were even in development before the Quest 1 was even a thing. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, been around it's way too long. That um, game. It's just that I'm, I'm so saying that we're going to see... Well. It could be that we're now seeing a difference. Like, I, I still think that Oculus is going to focus on standalone and not PC VR. They added it as a feature, but I don't think they're going to spend loads of money to make PC VR titles. I don't believe mm. that because maybe 90% of the audience who bought a Quest 2 doesn't have a PC. No, you're right. So, yeah, you're right. But, wow. you know, I think, you know, the fact that, that, yeah, it's coming to Quest, I think that's great. But, like you say, it's probably going to be at least six months, possibly even longer, before we see that Quest port arrive. So, you know, if you want to play it first, you're going to be playing it first on PC, and it's going to look the best on PC. And and, and it's going to, by the way, it's going to going to come to Steam as well. So if you want to play yeah, with Steam. a Valve Index, yeah. uh, I, I got one more too. question, and it's a question I won't direct to you guys, because I don't think that you'll be able to provide the answer. But I see that we have some developers, at least in the chat, and it's like, I was wondering, like, if you have a game that is developed for a PC VR market and that uses technology like, for example, ray tracing, uh, is something that we don't have on the Quest 2, does that, is that possible to develop, like, a unified game code that you can use for both the Quest 2, run it natively, and on the PC, but still benefit from, the, for example, ray tracing technology? I mean, I, I'm not expecting an answer from, from I, you guys. I, don't know if I believe so. Like, when I, when I visited, um, uh, what, what are the developers of Phantom? Um... Uh, end dreams. COVID end ups. dreams. Thank you very much. When I visited them, <laughs> COVID the, ups. the um, I thought you the the game was was being developed uh, on the same platform. I can't remember if it was Unity or Unreal. I can't remember now. But it was being developed side by side, and it was just the fact that they were mm-hmm. using like high res textures and and uh, lighting yeah. effects on on the the Rift version, basically. Um, but it was developed side by side. So I'd imagine it would be the same 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 case with Medal of Honor. Listen, so Anzir Guy says, uh, Guy Godin says, no, ray tracing is DirectX only right now as far as I know. So not compatible with OpenGL and especially not 
open GLES on uh, mobile. The point is, we don't even know that ray tracing is in Medal of Honor, so it's kind of like a... No, 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 but it's it's just a rhetorical question for the future that I'm asking. But a better better question is, are they going to make more PC VR titles next year? I think think the the, the amount of PC VR titles we're going to see compared to standalone Mm. stuff is going to be... Of this quality, you mean? Of this caliber? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, see, that's the thing for me. Like, th- these major releases for me are like uh, milestones throughout the year. And if you get five or six of those in a year, it's like I've had a good VR year, you know? But I mm. do, f- I, I kind of fear a little bit the effect of going down the spiral here on mm-hmm. the quality bar that with with companies looking to, again, either Quest or something like PlayStation, where the two biggest markets are, um are we are we going to see the investment now taper off in the last in the next two years you know? yeah i think so i think so but you know i think it's got to say i've said it before but we've got to go backwards before we can go forwards you know we've got to go backwards get games out for quest build that audience and then start converting them to the pc for the for the high-end stuff uh yeah. and then we'll see it come full circle eventually but we'll probably see a lull in the in the middle you know while we I think wait the pc come i think the i think it's just the computing power on the mobile platform will improve yeah. over that time i don't think you're gonna see like we've built the quest environment now pc vr now is your time i think actually pc vr has kind of had its era and i think we're heading towards a, a future where it's self-contained where it's, it's always easy be, it's yeah, all maybe in one it, it's kind of like it's kind of like when 90 frames per second hits the console market well like pc has been doing it for such a long time already uh, i I, th- I think you will with 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 a standalone device being at a console or like like we see the quest now as well you always be lagging behind like a at least like a couple of years because you know first of all cost and second of all is integration and computing power and all of these kind of things need to be implemented mm-hmm. um, so i think that for high fidelity there will always be a market for vr the problem is just that the market for vr is currently not big enough so i do think that mike has a really good point in saying we need to grow the vr market first before we can start you know converting them to pc the only thing is i don't think that you'll be able to convert those people to pc uh, because they have such an integrated system with the Oculus market. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is, is Oculus still going to end like Nate Well, said, any like standalone headset. I, I, yeah. still, I still like to think that there's a competitor manufacturing and working at R&D right now, day and night, to make a competitor. And I hope that so. competitor comes that, out. Well, because if, if I, Oculus drops the ball and leaves the PC market for itself, then someone else will come in and screw because, it up. Because the thing is, like, I feel yeah. like right now Oculus is like, uh, or Facebook is, is, is in the PC VR market like halfway. Because yes, uh, Quest 2 is a, has, a, has a PC VR feature, but content-wise they're not necessarily making anything. So it's like, yeah. yes, it's a feature. But if you then also make stuff that I personally don't think they're going to do because, again, the money uh, goes into standalone, into the mobile games and not the PC VR games. So if some competitor can actually be like, hey, we make mobile games, but uh, hey, we also make some uh, very good uh, PC VR stuff. Sure, but... uh, It just just needs Valve to make some more decent VR games that will convert more people to the PC side. Because let's be honest, Half-Life Alex was the best game out this year. Yeah, but Valve doesn't care. So. But that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> they they don't see the the return in investment either. So they're kind of like slow on like what we're going to do next well, in the VR I, space. At least, so. at least I liked it. 
Everyone did. Everyone did. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice, dude. It's a nice, we, expensive game that I enjoyed so we much. We just want more. We just want more. But yeah, hopefully we'll see more PC VR games. Come on, but Gabe. the focus is definitely on standalone right now for sure. So yeah. that is Medal of Honor, um, potentially coming to the Quest, although I guess we'll have to wait a little bit longer for uh, that port. The PC VR game is coming out on the 11th of December, so not too long to wait for on that. On Steam and Oculus, because I feel like Oculus has been promoting it so much that everyone thinks it's an Oculus exclusive, but it's coming, coming to Steam, to as, Steam well. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our hot topic this week, I'll blast through this, is that we've got some new haptic vests coming from the good people over at Be Haptics. Now, for those that follow me on the channel, uh, will know that playing around with haptics in VR is like something that I really enjoy. You know, accessories like ProTube, the recoil gun stock, and the the, re the recoil pistol, uh, sub pack, woodger. I even almost gave myself third degree burns on my face with a hot and cold feedback oh. system called the Thermo Reel, oh. uh, which is pretty fun. Um, but Be Haptics, in my uh, appear, uh, you know, testing so far, has been the one device that kind of offers that really precise haptic feedback based directly on your actions in game, which is really um, you know makes it stand out from the rest of the stuff on the market. Now, originally this was just for games where devs implemented the B Haptics SDK themselves. So, you know, games that offered B Haptics support were kind of uh, limited. You know, you had PC versions and Quest versions of Sorrento and Thrill of the Fight, for example. Um, Which, by the way, were really good in, in, in the Haptics vest. Yeah, really the good. The ones that were supported. But support was limited, so you didn't have that much option. So if you bought a vest, you know, there's only a couple of games you could really experience it. But, you know, really over the last sort of six to eight months, I would say B Haptics have really been pushing uh, and being proactive in their approach to supporting some of the most popular games themselves in the forms of mods. So you've got like uh, support for Half-Life Alex now, you've got support for Boneworks, Skyrim, VRChat, Blade and Sorcery, just to name a few, uh, which are all mods that have been created by Behaptics themselves for some of these popular also, games. Isn't Phasmophobia now supported by Behaptics? I think yeah. it is. It's not supported yet, but it is in the works or they're definitely yeah. planning on it. Uh, and I think, you know, from what I've heard in rumblings, because of the popularity of Population 1, I think they're considering that support in the future as well. But and again, not confirmed or anything just yet. Weren't there some shooters as well? Like, I thought I saw something with Onward or Pavlov and so Pistol on Whip. Onward is also supported, yeah. Um, we've also got some uh, games on Quest as well that have got native support now. Onward on Quest has got native support. Hyperdash, Apex Construct, and uh, Crisis Brigade all have B-Haptic support natively on Quest now, which is awesome yeah. as well. It's, 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 they're, they're becoming so popular because every time a new game comes out and they, they say, hey, it supports this, then people are like, oh, I need to buy this suit with this game because I like to play yeah. this game. So like, every time it gets bigger, same with Population 1, it's a huge-ass game. Yeah. Uh, if you then bundle that kind of with your uh, with yeah. your haptic suit, that's like you get so many new customers. It's well, how, the Half-Life Alex integration was like incredible. You know, I remember putting my hand on that health machine and just feeling the energy surge mm -hmm. through my arm and then in waves up and down my body. And it was just like, wow, this is this is what you know we wanted from this vest all along. It's just taking this time to get the developers on board or these mods on board, you know, to make uh, make it compatible with some of these the, of the best VR games. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really happy that's happening now. They're doing the right now. thing, though. Yeah. Totally. And They're like, doing the right thing. 
yeah, with Population One, I'd love I'd love it support of this in Population One. You know, eating a banana and then feeling the health surge through your body, or like getting shot in the back and knowing enemies behind you. I think you know it'd really add to the experience, and I really look forward to that. But one thing about these haptic vests that have kind of always put people off is is of course the price. You know that they're expensive accessories. You know, and because you don't have support for all games, you really have to you know think is this really a worthwhile investment for me? You know, is it worth spending my hard-earned money on this thing? Because I think it was like over five hundred dollars, like the original vest that they made, which was called the Tactot. Um, mm. But now, uh, B Haptics are refreshing their haptic vest line with um, replacements to the original Tactot vest, with two new vests um, and one at a more affordable price of just three hundred dollars. So, you've got these two models. Uh, they're called the Taxuit X40 and the Taxuit X16, and the X stands for how many ERM motors they have. Uh, integrated into the vest. Uh, ERM stands for eccentric rotating mass, if you're interested. Um, so yeah, you know, with the, the cheaper model, you're getting 16 motors. With the more expensive model, you're getting 40. Um, Are there differences in the motors as well? Because I remember with the ones that I tried, there were there was some serious rumble that each each and every single one of them gave. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like you really feel uh, these. It's not as punchy as, as a sub pack, I would say, um, but well, no. it's, a, it's a different kind of sensation and more precise. Um, but yeah, they use the same, the vests use the same motors, just the, the number of them is different. They also both support uh, Bluetooth 4.0, so they can wirelessly connect to your PC or, or Quest. Uh, they also have an audio to haptics feature, including the option of using a 3.5mm audio jack. Uh, so that kind of converts any game audio into haptic uh, feedback, mm. So which is nice, but... It's not exactly accurate, you know, mm. and you really want that accurate feedback uh, with the native integration or a mod. Uh, and really. not unimportant, they look badass. They do they look, look badass. They I do like look that great. you said not unimportant. It actually does matter because, like, I take a look at, um, sorry, Mike, I take a look sure. at the Beat Saber infused uh, Subpack M2 that you wear, and I'm like, I do not like the look of that thing. Like, I, I like the standard, like, straight black sub-pack. I think it looks quite good, the original one. The new yeah. line that they're coming out with looks neat, too. Although, mm -hmm. still, their main market is for music producers, and you can yeah. tell in the features that they have in the in, 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 the, in the suit. This really excites me, actually, because it's around the same price point. I'm willing to put 300 in for a haptic vest of, of some nature, provided mm -hmm. that you've got the ability to line in directly. Because at the moment... For those who don't know, um, you know, if you're trying to quest Bluetooth to the to the to the uh, to the suit, no matter what it is, there, there's a limitation there. It's just too delayed. It just doesn't feel right in that way. So, my question to you is going to be: for the quest-supported games, are the, are you talking about uh, taking a 3.5 jack, you know, an audio cable line to the to the vest, or it, is it? only bluetooth it, as the connection it's weird though you don't get the delay so much with the bluetooth with the quest that you do with the audio vests so with the with the sub pack and the woodie you do get that audio latency you don't yeah. get it so much with the b haptics because it's purely haptic feedback mm -hmm. so i guess the signal that they have to send is much smaller and therefore can be much faster to the actual vest to deliver okay. that sort of response time um, so yeah you don't you don't get the latency uh, that you do in in the woodie or the b haptics no. So they're going. Um, full not the, sorry, the Woodja or the the subpack. Sub I should say. Yeah. So they're going full consumer now because uh, the the previous ones weren't necessarily when when I first tried it for 
let's say, gamers. It was just like, hey, we're showing off what it can do and yeah. maybe some enterprise, some training, some simulation. Arcade and now, market. Yeah. I, th I think they found out because it, 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 it slowly picked up throughout the years now and, and, and people start buying more and more of those. Mm -hmm. um, that with these two new ones, it, it's clear that they are going for the consumer side uh, yeah. it's good that they could try that out in a way and still be selling it to enterprise as well because mm -hmm. i'm surprised that we're already this far uh, into people wanting to buy like a, a big enough audience for them to sustain the company you know what i mean yeah uh, and I, I think they've done the right thing because you know the x4e is basically the replacement or the improved version of the tactot so same amount of motors um you know this one boasts uh, 18 hours playtime on a single charge um, yeah. the, the, the cheaper vest, which is the X16, can do 22 hours on a single charge, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, the X40 will cost 500 bucks, um, so a little bit cheaper than the original vest, uh, but has obviously got the improvements of a 3.5mm audio jack input as well this time, whilst yeah. the X16 okay. will be 300 bucks. So, like you say, making it more accessible to consumers and also giving them options, mm -hmm. which I think is That's great. That's a differentiating factor for me. Like, if, if, if with the original vests, because they were solely <laughs> API-driven, I had I had no interest, you know, because I'm not going to buy a vest for like five or ten games. I'm just not. I need a vest or a you know a, a haptic interface that is going to work with like seventy percent of what I play. I, I'm not accepting any less than that. So the fact that they've integrated that is a, is the smartest design move. The second thing, like what Rowdy was saying, the form factor, the fact that now this thing for those who aren't watching the stream and they're only listening back. It's like this uh, dual panel, that, almost like a police vest that you put over I, your head. I have, a, I have a picture of it, actually, because I was going to comment on that as well. Sure, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, but I was saying it for the for the audio listeners. Like, there, It's no longer a suit that is so restrictive. I mean, if you're a big dude or, or lady, you're probably not going to fit into the original suit, or you need to get a, a special size kind of bodysuit. This thing allows for you know different sized human beings to fit into the thing, which is act actually great. And then you just strap it down on the sides. It doesn't have a weird belt like some of the sub packs have that feels awkward when it's going across your midriff. Um, so I actually think that this form factor could be a real seller uh, and and future proof. Yeah. So um, just to kind of clear this up, is 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 this for everyone? Um, in, in, in what way? Well, I mean, I mean, of course, like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, but I mean, um, because like, I, I think that that it depends on what genre you like to play in terms of games to be using this. If you're not really playing certain games, then you might not be buying it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, I check the compatibility. I, 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 if you're first, saying, yeah. let's say, playing golf, then no, <laughs> then no, 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 definitely. Whoa, like, you know, that hole felt fucking great. Check, check, check the compatibility list, which is available on the official website, and see if your favorite games are supported. Um, it's, it's, you know. a, it's, it's shooters, rhythm titles, uh, well, as you said, Hell of Alex, so certain adventure games. Tyranto. Um, yeah. No, wait, wait. Yeah. Do, do they have a like an adult range? <laughs> well, well, weirdly, the, their original demo came with some like um, oh. weird <laughs> thing. Yeah. Touching yeah, that, simulator. That, that's why I was like, I don't think this was aimed for businesses. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> when like, I saw that in VR chat, for example, you, you you know you can you can have like avatars touch your body and then you can feel it in VR chat, which is pretty interesting. Mike has a ton of experience in that. There's an excellent Cass and Cherry video on that, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll say they, oh, those wow. girls do a great job of showing the tactile side of that suit off. But I should also say that, you know, these vests are modular. So, you know, say you want to buy uh, the vest for 300 bucks, which is like the X16 model. Then, you know, like a couple of months later, you could buy the arm sleeves. Uh, then you could buy the gloves. Then you could buy the facial interface kit. It, it's a modular kit, so you can upgrade mm. it over time. 
and they all work in synergy with each other. So like for Half-Life Alex, for example, you know, when you've got the whole kit on, which I tried, you know, when a head crab jumps at your face, you feel it on your face. You know, when you get hit in the head or shot in the head, you feel it on your face. You know, when you're- Although I wasn't a big fan of, I really liked the vest, but I wasn't a big fan of the add-ons. I find them a bit too clunky yet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they're better now that they're a little bit more streamlined, a bit of more, a little bit more, you know, developed for a consumer market. The, the, uh, the but the facial interface was always super uncomfortable. Like I don't yeah. think they've changed that yet, and maybe they the, they will be upgraded now. They've got these new vests out. Um, mm -hmm. But what what my point is is that you know you can upgrade and build like a suit over time without having to invest all in one go. Yeah. Is, is the yeah. main point here. Um, both uh, vests, if you pre-order today, um, you'll get uh, a free uh, Steam key for Tower Tag, which is like kind of like competitive oh. shooter. And both vests are expected to ship in mid-December. Um, so not long to wait if you wanted one. Wait, mid-December this year? You can yeah. get them? Yeah, if you pre-order oh. now, they, they will ship in mid-December. I yeah, know what my Christmas present is. Yeah. The, the, the only feature that I'm still missing is I want to... I mean, I'm a big fan of the Punisher. So I wanted to get like a huge decal in front of it so that I could look like, you know, the Punisher himself. Actually, I took a picture of it because I, I have it up here. Oh, How it I would see. look like next to it. Well, you, you're not going to so be like, you, awesome, you're not right? going to gain like 40 pounds of muscle uh, just by wearing a vest, Rowdy. But no, I get your point. No, I mean, feel, I mean, right? not 40, maybe, maybe five pounds. Like, that's <laughs> all right. Rowdy, Rowdy is going to wear it everywhere, you know, under his shirt. I was waiting for you to say like you were waiting for the... The microfiber crotch, you know, accessory, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is a uh, B haptics launching two new vests, the X40 and the X16, uh, $500 and $300 wow. respectively, uh, shipping in mid December. So if you like some haptic feedback uh, and your game is supported, then might be worth checking it out. Go check out the B haptics website. There you go. Jingos. So now, uh, I guess that is the news and a hot topic out of the way. And now it's time to pass it over to Zim because he's got a lot to talk about this week. Not only releases, but also some nice updates to some of our favorite games as well. I do, and events, everything. I'm going to start off by saying uh, I am a victim of uh, the Elite Strap because I thought I might as well mention it here. I think it's fair to say that I'm pretty easy wearing on my, on whoa, my stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But what the, happens? Uh, the rubber oh, no. grommet at the back that cups your head yeah. Um, has eyeglasses-sized screws in it to hold it to the back of the head strap, and one of them failed. Uh, and it failed in such a way that I won't be able to repair it uh, with the screw having popped out. And it looked like maybe two glue points had failed. But I've had this thing for, what, six weeks or something now? And maybe less? Uh, and it's, it's, it's fallen apart. I literally just picked it up, was picked it up to kind of Put it on my head, and the thing just fell oh, apart in my man, hand. That sucks. Okay, 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 but this is this is something new that I haven't heard before yeah. because it was you. first the uh, the strap that snapped in half on the sides, and now you're talking about the back. I've seen one other person report this actually. This is this is it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> really sad. Oh, yeah, my it's, days. It's but, um, maybe we could do since you you're gonna have to get a new strap anyway. Maybe we can do like a live stress test now of like how much you can twist the bands in. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. To be honest, so, I've, I've really enjoyed the Elite Strap, and I don't think, because what happens if I return it? What happens if I go get a refund, right? I paid 50 quid for this, which is um, pricey for a head strap, but if I super glue the hell out of it, I'll still be able to use it. If I give it back to them, they're not giving me a new one, not this month. Well, they'll probably be until back. next year, so 
You should give it back because then you get maybe a revised version if it ever comes out. Yeah, I but like he said, he's going to have to wait months yeah, that's true. for a revised yeah. version. What I'll do is I'll, I'll, I just wanted to mention this because yeah. for people who know me, um, I am particularly careful with my tech. I think I've only ever destroyed one device in my life, and that was thanks to alcohol, which, you know, has, has a ha happens to all <laughs> of us in Irish fellas. Yeah. Yeah. So... Aside from that, yeah, I just, I just wanted to say, unfortunately, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't, I absolutely just hit me out of the blue today um, as I was picking it up to play some Pop 1, and it's like, wow, I can't believe it just broke. Because this is telling me that, um, and looking at the joint itself, the joint point, uh, it is very weak to the point where I'm expecting like in the next year, or year and a half, this is going to happen to a lot of people who have a batch one because yeah. it, is, it is a very weak connection. And the problem is the teeny tiny screw... Um, I, there is no way for me without without cutting through this or whatever to, to remount that because it mounts yeah. from the inside. So, oh god, yeah, so it's a problem. We F's in the chat to pay your respects to Jim. We have Oni saying that uh, asking if you already Jim. contact support because they are super responsive. Yeah, of course they are. Kind of issues. Of course they are because they want to have happy customers. Also, uh, Chris Richardson says I know. In, the in the chat. I knew someone Zim, was going to bring this up. Zim, Zim is forgetting that he exposed his go to the sun and uh, <laughs> broke his go. So. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. hang on. I'm going to clear this up for anybody who doesn't know the that history. That was also here. our call, right, Zim? That was not <laughs> our call. So I walked with my Oculus Go outside in Ireland, of all places, on a cloudy day with a headset like this for a minute to walk to the garden and say, Hey, Karen, uh, my wife. Uh, I was like, you want to do a quick photo shoot? And she's like, no, nah, bugger off. I'm like, okay. So I walked back inside. And the next morning, I, I booted it up, and I had this, what looked like a yellow yeah. highlighter smudged all over the screen. And that's when I got quite upset at Oculus, and they ended up changing their manuals because of uh, the exchanges that we had. Because um, I was like, you, you haven't... They didn't have stickers at the time warning you of, like, the sun piece. It just wasn't accentuated. And it's such an... Okay, like, so... It, it's, such a, it's such a sensitive set of lenses mm -hmm. and screen on the go in particular. Yeah, but, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So basically, we shouldn't take you serious. You, you uh, probably should. You probably you just, should. You just grabbed Life the thing and you, you pulled it, and then, then it went... That was uh, it. I'm just... It's all bag of lies. Of course, of course. Speaking of bag but, of lies, uh, let's move on. Uh, sure. to, to releases, yeah. So um, I know I, I broke some of your hearts last week with releases and maybe the week before that and maybe the week before that. Um, oh. So this week, yeah, I'm hoping I won't break your hearts, but uh, <laughs> there's definitely some humorous things in here as Breaking well. Breaking so. our hearts, lying to us, uh, what else? Yeah, uh, all the heavy tech, metal. having a drinking problem apparently. Drinking problem. I don't have a drinking problem. It's, it's fine, anyway. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the first one of these. Do you guys remember there was a... What, what is the trailer that you remember most from this year, by the way? Game trailer. Uh, Dodo anyone, Island. Anyone? Dodo Island. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyone else? Mike? Rowdy? I think the Medal of Honor one. I think the Medal of Honor Medal of is the Honor? most... It's the one that pops to mind. Mike? I really like the Defy Reality trailer from Oculus, you know, where it switched between, like, uh, Super Hot yes. and uh, Vader it's, Immortal. But I thought Game Pete Trailer. Saber. Yeah. yeah, those are good. But I would argue the best game trailer that we've seen all year was Tarzan. And now it's oh. coming out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we actually had... Best, best trailer and best song. Best trailer and best song. That That is an amazing thing. So actually, Tarzan, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is a PC VR release that's coming. It's an episodic game, actually. And um, it's coming with a real comic book style to it. And that's kind of the whole point. You're supposed to be in one of the episodes, in one of the comic books, essentially. And so what I'm running at the moment is, is a behind-the-scenes trailer, which gives you some views into the game as it stands now. And I'll just kind of bring you to a piece of this that 
makes a little bit more sense. Um, so back in April, we had a really fun zany trailer. If you haven't seen the Tarzan trailer, please go look at it. It was loads of fun. But we, we all had a kind of a twinkle in our eye wondering, was this actually going to deliver? So um, in this game, it's an action game. Uh, you're swinging, climbing, uh, fighting, all these kinds of things. And you've got all these kind of unique dangers and various discoveries. They talk about the game being um, quite expansive, kind of open. And uh, I think it's going to be more of a linear story than probably they're letting on. Um, but I, I wanted to cover this off because this is coming out. There's actually two of the three episodes in this game that are just about to come out. So they're coming out on the 17th of November. I don't know the cost per episode, and the fact that it's episodic kind of concerns me a little bit. <laughs> as yes. as uh, St Stone, Stonepunk Studios, who are the developer behind this, are being backed by Fun Train, which are, which are the same people who, who published, if you remember, Exorcist VR. Um, so Exorcist oh. came out, and it had five kind of episodes and I always worry about episodes from you know the 2016 2017 era where everything that was episodic kind of launched episode one and then was never saw the sun again uh, except for very few um success except for, stories uh, 28 28 floors 28 let's not even start with the floors one um <laughs> but this is this is Tarzan so it's it's hard to tell um <laughs> if this game is going to really captivate. They have a very particular visual style to it. As I said, it's quite comic book. The, every creature that makes a noise is making like a, a visual sound as well, like womp or creak <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and you're 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 fighting away. So it could be quite engaging, but I don't know yet. I assume none of you guys have gotten to play this one, or if you are, mm -hmm. that you're zip-lipped. Um, could it be the? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, we can't talk about this one. Yeah, talk about Tarzan. It's under tight. No, we, we played it. And we can't. No, but um, uh, I think I think the closest you can get right now to experiencing it is by playing Primordian. The, the original, uh, yeah, the original title yeah. from from um, Stonepunk. Yeah. I, I think I think if this game doesn't take itself too serious, I think it's gonna be amazing. That's yeah. what I think. If the tra the trailer was like a big troll, if this game is also a big troll. With, with funky stuff in there and a fu funny dialogue. I think it's amazing. But if it's trying to be a serious Tarzan game, I don't know if it's going to survive, but I don't know. It I looks know. like they're not taking themselves seriously, and that's no. what I like about it. It also looks like they've got a pretty good crew behind them uh, in the production for this game. And uh, let's see where it goes. Let's see if it takes us. So it's 17th yeah. is dropping. You can have two, the first two episodes. First one's called The Great Ape. Where you actually have to go and meet the great ape in order to save, uh, in, in order to save Jane, who's been abducted. Obviously, she was out on the piss for a couple of weeks or something, and then big, big monkey stole her or something. I don't know what happened. Um, the second one is called the Jagged Edge, where you play, I think, from the perspective of a different character. And the third one's the Dead of Night, which we don't have a release date for as yet. So, so I suppose so, whoa, they're still whoa, whoa. publishing. So, so, so what is the <laughs> what audience is gonna play this exactly? I like. Well, you are. people who. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll play it. Sure. <laughs> I'll play it so I can let you know how 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 amazing it is. But, yeah. Um, I look forward yeah. to the video. I was gonna say, didn't Mike take one for the team back in the day? Um, and then now it's Nathan's turn, I guess. Uh, what was what yeah. was that game that you played for for us? It was terrible. Oh god, I've played so many terrible VR games. Oh, Jumanji, the Jumanji, the VR oh, Jumanji, oh, game experience yeah, or something. <laughs> Jumanji VR. That, that that game, if you, if, you, if you never heard of it, it was so bad. 
Uh, it was glitchy AF, and then at the end of the game, you yeah, have yeah. to shout out Jumanji to finish the level, and it picks up your voice from your microphone. Wait, wait, this, oh was, a, this was a third-person game, right? Yeah, you, you control the to, rock. You like, move, like, the yeah. rock. <laughs> and he basically said two, two lines every time. <laughs> it was so bad. It, it, it's free. It was free, right? Was it free? No, I think it was. Oh, yeah, he had to pay for it. it. It was like a fiver, I think, oh, yeah, if I remember. Yeah, he had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, so yeah. But he committed <laughs> on one episode. He's like, I'm going to go do this. And then he went and did it. And he came back the next week. And it was like, it was absolutely yeah. terrible. It was there absolutely you go, terrible. Nathy, that's your mission if you choose to <laughs> okay, accept it. Sure. Is it I'll do you know the, the length of the episodes? Do you know how long each of them give. They don't give any. Uh, mm. <laughs> any <part>. Sorry, <laughs> I'm seeing the shirtless man. I, yeah, I, want you to, I want you to record the gameplay as well in mixed reality view with your shirt off like this, yeah, like swinging yeah. through the trees. Yeah, I'll make the sound. I'll, I'll promise me, I'll make the sound. Me, Nathy, you, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I lo- uh, these boys, man. I, I love these guys. I love these guys. You guys are great. So, so forget, forget about Medal of Honor. This is going to be game of the year. Yep, that's For it. You maybe. <laughs> Tarzan VR. Um, okay, so let me give you something else. We were talking about sporty stuff earlier, you know, and I think it's about time that we brought you into a game that is solely demonstrated in a cosmos. Why they decided to do this, I have no idea. Power Beats VR has brought. Uh, it was that was out about a year and a half ago. It was April last year. Uh, sorry, April. Yeah, 18th of April, 2019, when this game first landed on Steam. It's a PC VR title. Uh, for $20 or about 16 pounds, Five Mind Creations brings you a an aerobic uh, experience with about 20 songs. Uh, it's focused on endurance training, so it's a bit more like Fit XR uh, or Box VR um, mm-hmm. than, uh, than, let's say, a Beat Saber. One of the things that I find very puzzling, as I said, aside from demonstrating this in a Cosmos, is the lady who they show literally hopping from side to side with a cabled headset on. And that makes me really worried that someone's going to emulate that in a cabled headset that's wrapped around their foot and <laughs> put their face into a desk or something or a table. Like a whiplash when they step on that cable. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just wow. want to remind that there was a poor Russian fella who fell through a glass oh, table and yeah. died. The first, we're, the we're, first victim of VR. Right? The first victim of VR. We're, we're heading into the holiday season. You're going to have oh, you new think people someone's going to die? I'm. I don't know about this particular app. <laughs> it's your prediction. But it's like it's kind of like the Darwin Awards. Like it's going to happen again at some stage, and I hope it's not this year, uh, because 2020 has already brought us enough fun. But 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 seriously, how many of these games have we seen so far? Many. <laughs> but many. The many. thing is about these games. Like I always wonder. Like if you look at the trailers, if you're talking about unrealistic trailers, like this is not the kind of people that play vr right like nope. these these dudes are like i fit like three times in them the girls are like smoking hot like smoking uh, hot. The, the, the people they should get into trailers are just like like wait, a little wait. bit you know bigger guys wait, wait, with sweaty saying, armpits that are sweating in vr and trying to do because that's the audience you're targeting <laughs> right ugly, I mean, ugly people are playing vr i mean look at mike yeah oh oh <laughs> exactly uncalled for. <laughs> but what i'm gonna say about this one is I think there are a couple of features while I rerun the trailer so you can look at the smoking hot girls that Rowdy's talking about. Um, there's a couple of features that really differentiate this for me, and I, I, I'm glad it's coming to full release. As I said, aside from the trailer being weird, um, it's actually got very positive reviews on Steam. And as I said, it, this is just coming up to their full release. They were in early access before. So um, <laughs> you can play your own music, and it's got an auto generator for that. So for the tracks that they actually have, uh, they've actually beat mapped them. And then as you go, you start off with your fists, but then you get things like 
uh, mallets and some other weapons. There's actually four different weapons you can unlock as you're playing the game. Um, trying to pretend like you're one of these super buff people that Rowdy was talking about. It's also got heart monitor uh, support, which is really cool, because that tie-in to games makes, for instance, the streamer's life a lot more fun if they can show off their heartbeat. Uh, and it's got mixed reality support as well. So mm. the game has... Uh, it is quite fully featured. As I said, I do like to look at Steam reviews and see what other people are thinking about a game that's been out for a while. And the fact that it's on net positive and is around about 20 quid, the usual price for things like Gautica and Beat Saber and stuff like that, although Beat Saber might now be a little bit more expensive than that, um, it's an option, right? And I, I like showing so, off these options. Uh, so so what was that other game again where you paid a subscription? Supernatural. Like Supernatural. It really uh, felt like Supernatural in this trailer, all right. Yeah, it it's did, like yeah. it's like it, this game is like Beat Saber, O Shape, and Box a VR in one. Well, it's Fit, Fit XR now. It's called also, Fit XR. The, yeah. the thing that really gets me is it, it feels a little bit like you know how O Shape forces you to go through certain objects. Uh, mm. This one has these like arches, archways that you have mm. to jump between. And the idea, like up until this point, I have always been caveated. Even going to. Um, black box vr the actual gym that mike and i both went to in california to actually try out a vr experience like jumping when you can't see where you're moving and having a cable around it just seems so dangerous to me so i if i was playing this game i'd probably make sure i was either on like a, a quest or a or a, a quest 2 and Is use a virtual desktop Oh no, no, it's not coming to PC only. This is PC VR. You, you, you could yeah. put uh, you could put two proxy mats next to each other. <laughs> they actually <laughs> have. Did you know they've got a the proxy mat has this is like a sponsorship thing now. Uh, proxy mat has a like an oblong shaped exercise uh, mat specifically true. that shape. Yeah, that's that could maybe that could maybe work. Yeah, true. yeah. I wonder how Supernatural go. is doing nowadays. I wonder if people are still yeah, paying that's for what their I subscriptions. Too. Have, has any has there been any update? And no. still, I think we Europeans can still not. I don't think get so. Into no. It at, um, no. Please report back if this question uh, reminded you that you have a running uh, subscription, subscription to Supernatural <laughs> and you just decided to cancel it, uh, then thank us in the comments, please. Okay. Yeah. So, strange. Yeah. With that, next title, right? So let's go for, um, I love this one. This is the Temple of Darkness trailer. This is not Temple of Pizza. I'm sorry. Temple this of is, Pizza? This is, this is Temple of uh, Darkness. So Temple uh, of Darkness uh, was a trailer that was launched to help support Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which is a quest release that's coming from ILMX Lab. So if you like the stuff that we had access to before, uh, Vader's Immortal, uh, on the 19th of November, hey, you want to give Yoda a hug? Now you can. I don't know if you can hug Yoda, but you know. Um, <laughs> so this is an action-adventure experience where you're going to travel to the planet Batu and get caught up in an unforgettable journey. Of course, if you're hugging Yoda, it's going to be unforgettable. Um, but you get to fight along classic characters. We saw earlier... Uh, and this is the point that I think Nathy was making. If you're going to try and sell an experience uh, running running a trailer that's been uh, that's come off of Quest can be a little bit dicey, right? So going the CGI route, I think, for selling this thing is probably the right experience. But that said, for a Quest game, in my opinion, it actually looks pretty darn detailed and, and nice. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trying this out. I don't know if it's going to be too led by the nose as like Vader Immortal I found to be frustratingly linear uh, it wasn't giving me the Star Wars universe feel that I really wanted that thankfully later uh, Star Wars Squadrons did give me I got this mm -hmm. feeling of like okay now I'm in the universe and I feel like I am so um, uh, yeah. I, I kind of liked it though I, I liked the, the the Star Wars uh, um, the Vader Immortal kind of universe is that it was linear yeah but I did feel 
The only problem I had with it was that they released it in episodes. And I, I think it would have been a better deal mm-hmm. or a better kind of experience if they would have released it all at once because the the second and the third episode didn't really deliver anything new anymore. Well, I, I know that the, the first episode like really blew my mind. But this uh, is episodic as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I believe so, yeah. I don't, have yeah, any, yeah. I don't have any information on that, actually. It, 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 I, I, I don't, don't know. It looks you guys like, might know. I don't know. It, look, it looks a lot like Vader Immortal, to be honest. It looks uh, a lot also, like Vader and, and, and I was that's what I was hoping for with this new one, that mechanics-wise and story-wise, it would be a bit more open, a bit more open world, but I feel like they're going the same route as before. It looks like mechanics-wise looks a little rough. Uh, visually, it looks amazing. So, I don't know. For Quest, yeah. For Quest, it's looking very good, actually. Um, I'm hoping that the gunplay... Uh, and and force power play if you get there i assume you won't have force powers um is going to be better than it was in Vader immortal i was a bit let mm. down by that yeah, but the thing um, is like this game is gonna is, is for the for the people who are gonna buy a quest this christmas and not for us necessarily you know what i mean true yeah this is uh, and it's a better I, I it looks like it's gonna be a better first uh experience than immortal was so let's see where it goes all right i, I, I was kind of yeah. hoping that they were gonna at least introduce something from the mandalorian in there Oh. Already, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they, they have it's, an Easter it's egg. It's the perfect there. time to capitalize on that, no? That's mm. absolutely perfect. And what Nathy says, I would suspect. I would suspect that they would do some kind of a sneaky, yeah, because uh, they they own the IP, right? So why not? Well, they, like it's funny. Like uh, this is based on uh, Galaxy's Edge, and when I went to Disneyland to Star Wars uh, uh, Land, like Galaxy's Edge, mm. um, they already had like uh, uh, like the the helmet from Mandalorian, also his weapon hanging in uh, in in one of the um, trade uh, shops. Well, the series weren't even out yet, so they were already hinting towards something in front of your freaking face that you didn't know of. So well, I'm sure it's in there. I'm sure there is something in there. I just had a quick yeah. search, and I think it is just a single game. So I don't think it is episodic, actually. I think it's just. And yeah, I think people just... in, the, in the chat have been saying that there are two parts to it. I, oh. I don't know if that is true, then. So okay. uh, yeah, I can't. How long I can't... is it then? For for how long will you be playing? Are we talking about four hours or so? Yeah, we, we don't Six? know. We don't. This is actually, although we've had the title. And the reveals earlier. There's actually not that much information out there about this yet, and it's coming in a couple of days. So I look forward to trying it. Only standalone, you're saying for now? Yeah, yeah. This is quest for now because usually ILM also releases it to PC or PlayStation, like we saw before. before. Yeah, timed. It's probably a timed exclusive for Quest for the holidays, right? And then in January they'll dump it to the competitors or whatever. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I didn't, I didn't realize it was coming next week. So at least we got something exciting to look forward to next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be good fun and make make some good videos and see everyone reacting to it. So um, next, uh, similar. uh, If 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 that galaxy isn't for you, maybe this one is. Um, I like to keep a watch out on side quest and itch and see what catches my my pretty little eye. Um, and devs, I mean, you're just d- developing away and you think you're safe. You're putting stuff up on itch and you're like, ah, I won't get called out on the F reality podcast. Ah, today is going to be your day. Bra planet VR. What did Zim say? Bra planet VR. Yes, he did. What? Uh, this is a game developed by Lady Coco and friends, a bunch of goofy girls who decided out of a bunch of jokes to make a terrarium planet that you decorate from debris around the universe around you. So you take your planet, uh, which is bare in front of you, and you apply to it objects. It can be the blue shell from Mario Kart. It can be a giant duck. Whatever you wish, this little itch uh, experience is available 
just from five days ago for you to play around with if you're looking for something bizarre to do this is bra planet vr wow so, yeah. this, this, some people in the chat jeffrey godman he's like this is the one for me nice <laughs> dave the psycho this... says oh no zim <laughs> I, I have to brave you, Dave. Well, wait, what, what? I don't, I don't understand. What is the goal? Do you need to make the planet bigger, or do you need to just decorate it? It's just a decoration game. It's a, it's a debris oh, okay. planetary debris decoration experience, uh, which Zim felt the need to show this to you. Is, uh, this is pure. This is pure art. Um, it, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But I thought it, I, I thought it was nice uh, as my wife's tinkering away as well. Like I love seeing itch devs try random stuff. And the yeah, last thing I, I thought I was going to see was a planet with a bra on it. Anyway, this is this is not random. This 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 is better than Half Life Alex. I hope not. No. Um, <laughs> let's move okay, on. Let's, let's not go that far. No. So. That's one itch project, but yeah, um, not Beautiful. too much on on side quest and and, and that. There, there's actually a game I'll, I'll maybe feature next week, which is a multiplayer co-op shooting experience, which I think Michael quite like. But I'll also, save that for another time. I don't know if you had this on your list, but Elite Dangerous is free. That was, was next, yes, exactly. So I'll uh, I'll cover off some basics about that. So the coolest thing about Elite Dangerous being coming free to the Epic Game Store. Uh, and they're giving this away in a short time window. So if you're listening, uh, be swift. From November 19th to November 26th, uh, you can get Elite for free. This comes with, I say of course, but it might not be obvious to you, the Horizons expansion, which has planetary landings, which was actually made free for Elite Dangerous owners um, back in October this year. So if you didn't know that and you've been away from Elite for a while, go land on a planet. It's kind of fun. Not as smooth as No Man's Sky does it, but if you're a Elite fan, there you go. Now, why are they doing this? This is a promotional thing ahead of the Odyssey expansion, which is coming apparently early 2021. Um, so that's coming out. So again, thanks to Nathy for the tip on Elite Dangerous. Uh, the next thing we've got, which is going to get some people excited, I'm sure, is a new Humble Bundle. It's been quite some time since we had a decent Humble Bundle for VR, and this one's pretty dramatic. Um, and when I say dramatic... It's got Zim's favorite game in it. It's got Saints and Sinners, um, which is just amazing. Favorite game from this year, I mean, in the last kind of 12 months. Uh, so what are the other games in the bundle? It's quite a few, actually. So I'll give you the price tag first so you can kind of frame your mind. 13 quid uh, in pounds, $17, will buy you Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. It'll buy you Creed, I Expect You to Die, Atex Cybernetic, um, Archangel, Clear Killing Floor, Raw Data, and Zero Caliber. So if you're looking for a heavy hitter wow. with plenty of multiplayer and single player stuff to do, for 13 pounds or $17, that's like, that's nutty value. So that's like 200 kinda, bucks of, of gameplay yeah, right there. All of them are actually pretty good games. Yeah. Every yeah. single one of them in there. That's an amazing bundle. Like, you know, you, you couldn't even buy uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners alone for that price. So, no. great bundle. Yeah. Arc, Archangel, amazing. Also from the same Archangel is really, uh, I really, I really enjoyed Dance. that game. Yeah. yeah. I, I still uh, love, there was a guy who I saw, a big fella who was like well built, who was playing Creed and just smashed his TV or <laughs> the, the TV of his <laughs> mate. I remember seeing that in a video. I Expect You to Die is a, is a favorite of mine from Shell Games. That one's really good and it had... The Death Engine update that was recent. I haven't actually played oh, that. I don't know if any yeah. of you have where you're floating above the planet. Mm -hmm. That was added on to I Expected to Die. So again, 
this is kind of update news at the same time as it is for, for those buying. One thing to bear in mind, if you buy the games on Humble Bundle, um, you get giftable keys for the things that you don't want to play. So mm-hmm. that's a really nice thing. It's like a for the holiday season as well. Wow. And, and it's also a really great well. thing if like, if yeah. you want to like show people what VR is, like all of those games give you a really good sense of like, because they come from different kind of eras, like raw data was one of the first ones. So it's mm-hmm. like a, a very nice introduction as well. But like the other genres like Creed or like I Expect You to Die, uh, Saints and Sinners, they all like fit yeah. into like, you know, like giving that first experience of what VR really is. Yeah. Isn't, really isn't, nice. isn't Zero Caliber that one shooter game where you could climb into trees? Yep. Oh, you yeah. can climb into trees now. I, I just found it to be really nice. It's a nice battle battle kind of simulator. An Atex Cybernetic, isn't that that zombie? It's a zombie something. one. It's with the, uh, it feels I mean, like the, the Persistence the on PC. Yeah. It feels yeah. like the Persistence uh, before the Persistence came to PC, is the way I would describe it. So it's a, it's a bit of a like horror shooter. You I know, think it's the one that... We now tried to play multiplayer, Nathy. No, that, that that was a different. I don't know. Remember the name of that one? Uh, another shooter, zombie shooter game. It's it's a little bit like, oh, dead, was it like, dead like dead space. What is it? Dead effect? That's no dead something. Uh, dead effect two VR was a mobile game that dead, was ported to VR oh, as yeah. multiplayer yeah, yeah, after you unlock levels. It's very confusing. It was that one. one. It was. Yeah. That I one. love that game though. It's the closest thing to Left 4 Dead I've had in VR. With the so. dogs. With the dogs that tried to eat you. Oh, there it. It's a very good experience, actually. Yeah. For all the design flaws in the game, it's it's a very good experience. Oh, okay, better better than Siren for sure. Next mention <laughs> for this week: um, Half Life Alex game dev commentary. I mentioned Left 4 Dead. Actually, the game dev commentary in Left 4 Dead is amazing if you want to get up close with the boomer and stuff. Um, so Valve decided to release uh, a three-hour gift to the community, which is the uh, Half Life Alex commentary update. Uh, so this has been released for free for owners of Half-Life Alex. Uh, it's got 147 different points of interest scattered across the game that you come across as these little like headphones and little pop-ups that you, you experience in the world as you're playing through. Um, and the neat thing is that it is scattered, it's littered through the game, so you have to kind of go through it. Um, and I think one caveat aside from this would just be Valve had mentioned that because of lockdown they've had to actually record the audio from their various engineers and techs and stuff. Gabe does also have a feature in there um, that the audio isn't as consistent as if they had done it in a studio. So some of this recording was done from home as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, for someone who's been through Valve's previous developer commentary, it is very Moorish. Like once you start um, getting into that, I think you could find yourself very quickly getting sucked into going the whole way. Because it's a bit like um, hearing from different perspectives, hearing the challenges that Valve had, um, seeing character models up close. These kinds of things are just amazing to see. Um, so have any of you guys actually, I know, Nathan, you're a huge uh, Alex fan. No, have you not yet. had a chance? Not yet? No, but I think this is genius. I've never, um, I've never even, th- like, I, I didn't even think this was, a, this was a thing in VR to be showing you actually how a game is built. Well, you're standing in front of it. I think mm. it's amazing. And it's very, because let's be honest, if you had to watch this through videos, it would be kind of boring. But if you can see it and then also play it, it's like really interactive. Yeah. I was going to say, cool. maybe you should do the nine hour stream this time and I'll watch it. I was about to suggest it as well. Through, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think Tonight. it's really going to be <laughs> now. Tonight. The show. Yeah, right after the show, wow, Nathan's going to kick off. That. Oh my god! No I can I can speed run through it pretty quickly, but I, I have to listen to the stuff. So I mean, that's <laughs> true. That's a real uh, challenge. That's the real challenge. Yeah. Two more things, uh, just to mention. So a couple of things um, in terms of uh, things I'm not showing you, but uh, I wanted to mention because they're they're cool. They're cool apps that just dropped on Quest. First one is Spheres, which is like a Cosmos experience, which is relatively short, but absolutely visually stunning. On the 12th of November dropped on Quest, so check that out. Also the Engage platform, which is an immersive education platform, has landed on Quest now finally, and um, again on wow. 12th of November. So both of those are really interesting things um, to just go ahead and dip your toes in. If you haven't tried educational VR stuff yet, uh, I think Engage is a great one because you can actually have a toy about and play with it at the same time as going into someone's content and uh, understanding what it is like to learn in VR as well. Yeah. So, and we had Chris on too on the show. We had Chris on before. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, because I'm the kind of guy who loves this music, uh, Major Laser, who is a kind of reggae, dance hall, heavy beats um, uh, music uh, group, are putting on a show that is going to be shown also in venues, Oculus venues, on November 18th. It's already got 7,000 people kind of subbed and signed up for it in terms of wow. interest. So I think it's going to be quite hopping. That's happening this coming Wednesday. Don't miss that out. That's Major Laser. And that is our releases for the week. So hmm. Tarzan, Power Beats VR, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, and then, of course, uh, Bra Planet. I'm looking forward to Star Wars now that you've mentioned it. I'm also looking forward, actually, after this show, is uh, playing Among Us. We should organize this Among Us session and maybe talk about our thoughts uh, on a future episode. We'll do. I, I will look to schedule it if we can for, say, next Sunday or something like that. We'll talk yeah. about it after and uh, see if we can maybe loop some other uh, VR people in. So uh, That would be fun. Yeah, that that be would good, be super fun. Yeah, laugh, absolutely. A bit of a tuber's thing. That's yeah. it. Back to you, Mr. Mike. Awesome. So uh, I'll wrap up the show because we've gone on uh, long enough, I think. So just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. Hit the like button if you enjoyed the show. Subscribe to the channel for all our future VR podcasts. And uh, yeah, have a great week in VR. See you on the next one next week when we come back with some more VR news. So until then, take care of yourself and bye-bye for now. See you later.